What's up, gamers? Another episode of TCP coming at you. 239, my goodness. It's actually a really good week, guys. It's such a great week in Overwatch. Uh, it's just a great week in general. Uh, you know, I think we've been, we've been waiting for so long for more news. Uh, if you don't feel like we've been with this franchise for such a long time, waiting for some good news, waiting to find out what's happening with the sequel. Um, and to finally have something come through is just a breath of fresh air, you know, and it was really good. What we got, you know, it wasn't very long, but it was very, very good. Of course, I'm talking about the Diablo 4 gameplay trailer that just came out. Um, <clears throat> dude, True. it's got me hyped for, for the sequel for Diablo 4. It's what we've been waiting for this entire time. And um, it does look good. Like, it's it's dark and gritty, which we already got, but, you know, we, we had some more details about, like, what the extra gameplay is, mm-hmm. open world. Um, there's a giant goblin boss. Is it a goblin? I don't know. It looks like a goblin. Like a, like a, like a, the mother of all treasure goblins kind of feel. And uh, yeah, like pretty good. And 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 best of all is, uh, it might not be paid win, but I don't know. It it probably won't be. I hope it won't be. It's probably not because it's a, it's an actual paid title. But uh, it's what we need. Mm. It's good. I'm looking True. forward. Aren't you guys excited? I'm excited. I'm genuinely actually kind of keen for it. I'm, 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 I, I play Diablo, so, you know, I'm down for yeah. it. Yeah. I'd be, you know, definitely interested in picking it up, trying it. Um, kind of grew up on a lot of those, you know, OG Blizzard games. So definitely, you know, interested. Um, among other things, uh, that, that has been exciting these last couple of days. Just general excitement all around for the most part. I mean, we've been having excitement in the last few minutes, even when, you know, the, the excitements have been piling up minute by minute. It's true. Here at TCP, you know, things have, things have been developing as we speak, as we prep. So developing. Yeah. I like that term. That's a good term. I like that. It's, it's a developing uh, story. It's stories, have been, stories have been developing. Have they not? I think that's a pretty accurate that I, thing to say. I am not. No sarcasm detected. I'm, I'm developing high blood pressure as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> I think they we all certainly do. Developing. I think we all do. That's just that's just age, man. I think we all do as with age. Um, Some faster than others. So, under control now. So uh, you probably looked at the title of this episode, and you probably looked at the, you know, the sidebar, and you're thinking, "Where's where's the Overwatch Two news? Why aren't they talking about Overwatch Two? We're going to be doing a special episode on Overwatch Two uh, in the coming days when the proper announcement comes out, like the full big thing comes out, the big reveal stream." Um, probably makes more sense to talk about it once that happens because mm. right now, which is this recording is being done before the the major live reveal stream is happening, we'd just be speculating anyway, so it'd be kind of pointless mm. when we'd be doing that and then the real thing comes out. It's like, well, what, what was the point of speculating when we could just wait for the real thing? So we're going to do that. We're going to talk about uh, Midseason Madness this episode, preview week one NA, cover a few news bits and pieces with different signings coming on in. So our first round of mid-season signings and um, moves. When I say moves, some players uh, shuffling their position on the teams, maybe being removed from teams or leaving teams, etc. Things like that. So, already getting some decent uh, traction in terms of how things are moving along in that regard. And then we'll also be talking about uh, the upcoming international tournament as well as there have been, there have been some discussion about formats and, and whatnot and um, a bit of meta discussion as well from yours truly on, on that topic. So, <clears throat> yeah, cool, Yeska. Yeah, your final thoughts on Diablo before we move on. Um, can someone? Sort of legitimate. Can someone? Legitimate topic. 
send me something that fills my 110k hole that Diablo has left in, in my bank account this week. Thank you. The thing I'm most surprised about is that you had enough money to spend that much. Uh, you know, more traditional of my parents. No, also I'm debating it. whether I want to. I'm debating. I'm not going to talk about it on this podcast, but I'm debating whether I want to personally, through my own content streams, make some talk, do some sort of content on Diablo Immortal. Mm. Uh, not the typical like, oh, this sucks, and I'm going to shit on it kind of deal. But more of a, I have legitimately played this game nonstop for the past week, and I feel like I have a very good grasp on what the real issues are. But before anyone says like, "Oh, pay to win," like, yeah, obviously, but there's, I feel like there's way more issues than that that people are not aware of that are actually, you know, to me, are the real issues. So, which and, and here's the one thing that, <clears throat> huh? which Paragon level are you? Just to get an I'm idea, twenty one, twenty one. Okay. Right, makes sense. Which is pretty, which is pretty end game. Like the end game now is, um, well, anything in Paragon is end game technically. If you're on hell difficulty, which is above normal, which is Paragon, you're in the end game technically speaking. Yep. Um, but the highest levels obtainable currently on any server, as far as as I'm aware, is probably around Paragon forty. Mm-hmm. Likely, no one is above Paragon forty because the server levels so. The each server you play on has a level as well, which uh, is not quite the average, but the the server level is basically the age of the server. It increases by two every day, and you realistically cannot level beyond the server level. Right. You can, but your your leveling XP progress is extremely restricted mm-hmm. past the server level, and that's to make sure that you're not leveling too far ahead of other people, I guess. But the unintended or maybe intended gameplay effect is that it means you've got nothing to do because you essentially can't level up and you've already got all the gear you need the only thing you can do is get to the next difficulty but you can't do that because it's gated behind your level and if you can't level up you're not going to reach the difficulty and if you can't level up then and you can't get new gear then what is it that you were doing in this game nothing yeah i i feel so, like i'm about to hit that wall i'm like paragon six now so um so the thing is, like, I don't even care about the pay to win. I legitimately don't. And that mm. sounds like, I know that sounds sacrilegious. Yeah. The reason I don't care about it is because I will never be a whale myself. Fingers crossed, touch wood. And also, uh, I will never interact with whales in the game in a meaningful way. I don't care about the PvP in this game. It's not. I don't play this game for PvP, so I don't, I don't give a fuck about that. So for me, this whole pay to win thing might as well just be like, for me, it's like hearing about guns in the United States. I don't have guns in Australia. It's, it, it's like complete, it's so detached to me, it makes no difference to my life. I feel bad about it. I wish there were no guns in America because I know what living without guns feels like. That's how I just lived. That's how the rest of the world has lived, you know. So to me, it's like a pay, pay to win in Wales makes no difference to me because to me, it's just a fantasy. Like it's just a complete thing I hear about in the news that has no impact on my life. Um, so anyway, not that I'm not uh, that that probably sounded more cold than it needed to be. More so, that's why I have to, you know I have to clarify. Like obviously, it, my, the preference would be that that's not a thing. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, and sure, I'll, I'll plant my flag in the ground. Like yeah, I I enjoy not having gun violence in my uh, around my around in this in the countries that I've lived in. So, uh, it would be nice if America could also have that. But my point is didn't want to drag in that direction but i felt like it was a, an analogy but then i kind of felt like maybe i shouldn't have made it but it's too late i did it so here we are 
Uh, so just trying to dig myself out of the hole, even though it shouldn't really be a hole because it should be like most, I think most people should, agree, I don't know. Anyway, I'm digging myself further in a hole that I said I dig myself out of. <laughs> the long, long <laughs> yeah, against Heidegg Kappler uh, position. We're going to move past We're going to move past it. We're going to move past it. I don't, I, it doesn't matter. We're going to move past it. Um, so yeah, anyway, the game's just got no content. If you dropped 100,000, whether you've dropped $0 or $100,000, you are playing the same no content. There's still nothing to do, no matter how much money you dropped. So I actually feel bad for the whales. I feel bad for them because <laughs> you've you've put money into something. Usually, there's two. Uh, this was something I explained to Joe. There's two levels of feeling bad for for pay to win in Wales. The first level is, oh my god, you're stupid. You paid money for pixels. And the second level is, not only did you pay for pixels, but also there's no there's nothing to show off that there's there's nothing to do to justify that. Like there's no enjoyment to be had because at least if you're super rich. And you're someone that buys yachts and fleets of supercars. It's like I can't fault it. You know, you enjoy what you enjoy. Maybe you just buy copious amounts of drugs. You enjoy what you enjoy. You probably shouldn't do that, but you enjoy what you enjoy. And at least if you're spending money and you're getting enjoyment, hey, your money, right? But in a game like Diablo, if you spend a fuck ton of money, there's actually nothing to do because you're still level gated. The the amount of legendary drops you get per day is still gated. Like that's hard capped. So what are you doing? There's no gameplay. Yeah. So <laughs> it's not only if you paid money for pixels, which in and of itself is debatable whether people should be doing that, but whatever, your money. But you can't even enjoy the fact that you paid for pixels because there's nothing to do. And I'm saying that as someone that's Paragon fucking 21. So, and I've played like, I, I've played enough of this game to know what I'm talking about. Anyway. I, I used to play like a, <laughs> a browser game. It's some Dragons of Atlantis or something. That's like 10 years ago. And like I just like that's pretty gotcha. We we were we were like coordinating like raids and then overnight someone just destroyed my entire shit, right? And sounds I'm like, like rushed. oh this is the this is bad. I don't know. I, I don't think I can keep playing guys. Like it was fun hanging around. And one of the guys just goes, I'm just going to level this server. <laughs> so it's it turns out he was like a major producer at a Hollywood studio. And he dropped, just dropped a soft 25k on the server. And there was a gameplay mechanic where you could buy a dragon and you could not defend against it. There was nothing you could do. If someone spent, <clears> they <throat> were going to take over the server. Now, 25k wasn't enough to wipe the entire server, but it was enough to wipe the entire opposing guild. <laughs> it was the most bullshit thing ever. <laughs> Dude, I just... Pit, pity, like, puppy-eyed someone into dropping hot 25k onto someone else's cities, and it ruined the fun for the entire server. In terms of, like, the, the first guild was just done, was I just over. Uh, I'm just glad Diablo 4, fingers crossed, is not going to be like Rust, right? Where you can destroy someone else's shit. I don't know. Maybe it will be. Um, that being said, people should be the the only thing I don't like about the internet right now is how much like <sighs> transitive property is not the right word stuff uh, you know phrase at all to describe this, but like trying to come out and say like oh yeah Diablo Four is going to be paid to win because Diablo <laughs> Mortal is I think it's a fucking brain dead statement to make because you're just like you're just transferring guilt from one thing to the other that doesn't apply at all i don't know it's like saying like oh well your brother murdered someone so you probably will too like it's a, what it doesn't make any sense right it's like how, how does that relate i don't know <laughs> oh but it's a blizzard game it's like yeah so i mean like they're made by different they're not made by the same people within yeah, yeah. blizzard they're made by completely different teams 
for a completely different audience with different goals in mind with yeah. a different monetization model like come on um and i'll eat my fucking shoe i will fully eat my shoe deal before has pay to win but my to be fair my right instinct is that it is my instinct is that it won't it probably will have some shitty microtransactions it will probably charge you a lot to pay for a battle pass and pay for skins and whatnot i'll probably have a bunch of microtransactions that feel like i don't know bullshit but i heavily doubt they'll be paid to win there might be some here's the only part where i'll flub that debate is to say that like they might test the waters with some like pay for advantage <clears throat> type deal mm -hmm. but there won't be any direct like drop money here and your character will be stronger right yeah to, the, you know in my opinion the uh <clears throat> if if you think back how diablo 3 launched Technically speaking, that really was pay to win or pay to advantage, at, 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 but in an extreme case with kinda. the auction house, right? Yeah, kind of. I guess you could argue that, but it wasn't like, I guess it's not the same, but the difference between that, I think the difference between, here's what you have to get to the end of, because there's two, I don't know, we've, we're getting way too deep into this, guys. Right. This is meant to be an Overwatch podcast, but <laughs> at this point, I'm committed so I'm only gonna I'm only gonna talk about this and then nothing else, and then I'm gonna get Joe to talk about this for ten minutes, and then that'll probably be the whole podcast, and then we can, uh, uh, you know, we can move on to the uh, Overwatch podcast tomorrow. <clears throat> but like, to really judge these games, you have to judge like what the where where where's the the design foundation coming from? Because when you look at something like Immortal, everything in the game is built around the fact that. The position is that you are paying to win. So everything is built from the ground up to support that. Meaning, like, what the game gives you is very low. You are not getting a lot of progression. You're, the progression you get as a free-to-play player is much slower, like, by magnitudes, than a person paying. And that's built by design. Um, I play Diablo 3. I kill things, loot explodes. Especially if I'm geared. If I'm playing Paragon in Diablo 3, I'm getting legendaries. It's not slow. I do events and I do things in Diablo Immortal, I play a session of like five hours, I might get one legendary. Right? It's bad. So, maybe I'm unlucky. Maybe I get two. But it's but you still serve a cap to like X amount per day on activities. You kill like, what, five purple bosses and you don't get anything. And they only give you like yellows. And yellows are even hard to come by. And I'm fucking Paragon 21. I'm like only ten... I'm only nine levels before uh, below server level. Mm. So... The difference of why that is different from the just like, oh, but you can do things to like real money auction house. Oh, but you can do things to potentially increase strength by paying. But the game wasn't, the game still is functionally about like you can still, everyone's still having the same experience otherwise. Uh, I don't know if I'm explaining this properly. The game isn't built around that in mind. Although maybe that's not a great argument for the, for the real money auction house. But like, I don't know if I'm, if I'm getting my point across properly. Basically, the game isn't like the game. The point of the game isn't a pay-to-win game. The point of the game is still how the gameplay is itself, and it just so happens to have a real money auction house. Versus, no, the entire game is just pay-to-win. Like the whole entire game is is a a thing that you put money into, and it's and it happens to have a game attached to it, rather than it is a game that happens to have a thing have a paid thing attached to it. Does that make sense? Like one comes before the other kind yeah, of deal. Yeah. I don't yep, know. Yep. Yep. Yep, yep. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to Diablo 4 more so than... But I will say I I was surprised to enjoy... Like, I'm playing it on my iPad. It's actually quite chill. 
Actually, he was right. I do have phone, a phone, and I enjoy playing on a mobile device. You know what they shouldn't have done? They should not have released this with PC. The backlash would have not been nearly as strong if they just released this literally for mobile only. Because then you could literally just say, oh, no, but it is a mobile, mobile It is game. a gacha mobile game. And you could literally just say that. Yeah. And, you know, and people would have to, people will still be angry, but they can be like, yeah, but I guess they're right. It's just a gacha mobile game, right? Joe's left. Joe, UK. Um, just season. He's disappeared. All right, Joe, spend 10 minutes talking about your position to this before we uh, uh, actually spend, spend 20 minutes actually i'm feeling generous i i say this with all the love and the grace in the world i literally couldn't care less <laughs> and with that episode 239 is brought to you by Avril Vista baby battle crab refined bean bronze butt brew how philadelphia is more of a stage two team anyway chris r34444 cash 67 lotion pork chop sammy rick same volumel smooth nuts and your misery it's okay because that's why timestamps exist you know you can just get. You can just click on the timestamp and get to the part you want to be at, and hopefully this is the part you want to be at. Uh no, we're not going to be talking about Overwatch Two today because again, we're saving that for a special episode coming in the next couple mm -hmm. days. Um, so instead, we're going to be talking about everything else, and everything else is. Uh, let's start with player acquisitions, because that was probably the hot topic. Sure. We had one. Uh, when we say developing, there's one developing as we speak right now. We can probably yes. get into it because I don't know if it can really develop further than it already has, or actually it might because the league could come out and say something. <clears throat> but um, within the last few hours even, it has been reported and then announced that Marvel is joining the LA Valiant. Uh, but not under normal circumstances. Marvel is joining the LA Valiant through what is reported by Halo and Dixerto as uh, as players on the team contributing to Marvel's salary to be able to pay for him to get on a 30-day contract. Meaning that the team itself, from what we can gather, the team being LA Valiant, by extension IGC or LGE, the managing management portion behind it, they are not the ones funding Marvel's acquisition. It sounds like the players on the LA Valiant, the current team of the LA Valiant, not the organization, but the team members are paying for Marvel's acquisition for 30 days. Is what it sounds like. Yeah, it's kind of weird. That's a little bizarre. Um, I know we kind of talked about it prior to the show. Um, as I like ever said, it's definitely been uh, ongoing developing as uh, we, we've kind of spooled up into this. Um, obviously, on paper, in terms of skill, you you know, they've they've been needing a tank. And I think, um, you know, coming into this meta, they're probably going to, you know, have a lot of uh, positive benefit from having somebody to, you know, fill out Sasha's hero pool. Uh, I think a lot of the issue here uh, has nothing to do with skill, and it's everything to do about how the league reacts to this and whether or not, you know, you should even be allowed to do this. Um, it, it is very weird. I'll say that. Very odd. Yeah. I think there are different positions to take here. I guess let's say the first one. Um, I think for in terms of level of play, he slots pretty well into the Valiant overall quality. I was never really a great big fan of Marvel. Um, I feel like he's generally a little bit overhyped. Um, Who's hyping him? What do you mean overhyped? Who's people were him? like, "Oh yeah, that's the dude that played like both roles, you know," and like, "Oh, this." They named him for that. 
do you mean they memed him for that? Yeah. They 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 that was like a joke. Okay. Who who was hyped over that? Yeah, maybe I'm misinterpreting. <clears throat> Fair. Um, I think it's it's one that they need. I don't think it's super astronomically mega good for them. Um, it's also just a thirty day, and if we know anything about thirty days in his leak, they might sometimes be announced to uh, not be extended after sixty days or forty five days, I guess. Um, Vulcan. <coughs> Um, we'll get to that. Hey, don't jump ahead. We'll get to that. <laughs> but so this the second take is. I feel like at some point you gotta cut some fat, my dude. Like we haven't seen shit of the uh, some of the DPS players. You don't need that many DPS players. You already have a sizable amount of assistant coaches. You gotta either explain to us why those are value creating, or you gotta cut some. Um, What's it? Um, there's a writing term. Do you know it, uh, Joe? Like, kill your darlings? Yeah. Yeah. You just gotta sometimes get rid of something, like, in order to mm -hmm. make a good thing, right? At uh, via sub um, subtraction, right? And we've seen this across the league with Mira and Naga. Like, this screams like, you know, some mismanagement. I don't think that, uh, you know, the team in general gets to get off scot-free by the, um, you know, the, the, the goodwill of the players. Um, yeah, it's, this whole thing is very, oh. very... Yeah. And then, I mean, yeah, the, oh, this, despite, like, the whole via negativa thing, I feel like... So, okay, what, what, what are we talking about here with the 30-day? So the way I understand 30 days to work is 30 mm. days get annualized salaries of whatever height they deem. Mm -hmm. I think we had an announcement of an increase of the minimum salary. Still, like, you know, there's some inaccuracies of a couple of dollars, uh, but it will come down to about $4,200 for uh, a 30-day contract at the minimum, minimum, right? And then Marvel might have negotiated a higher uh, price point, right? But that's the bare minimum. I would expect it's not far off the minimum. So then, like according to Halo, that does that didn't trigger a restructuring of all those players' contracts, which makes sense because I expect a lot of them to be at minimum salary and mm -hmm. to subtract from their minimum salary would now be not something that you're allowed to do by the league, right? Despite the fact that restructuring all those contracts just the administrative pay is probably, or like what it takes to get that all in legal writing is probably exceeding the salary that Marvel is getting. So, therefore, it's just they have their salary post tax. They're already paying out of pocket for a lot of stuff that other uh, teams get for granted or get, get from the organization. So, these are minimum salary players. Those are players that some of them have been signed. In a way where, and that this is not hundred percent. Not every organization does it this way, but uh, salaries are annualized. Meaning, if you get signed in shortly before the season, and your contract by Overwatch League standards only goes to, until I believe it's end of November, but some point very shortly after the uh, the season is over. Mm -hmm. then you're only being paid for the duration 
of those those months. So let's say you're employed for nine months. That means fifty thousand seven hundred, according to Eric, is the new minimum salary times um, three fourths or nine twelfth, if you want, like nine months of the twelfth, and that's now your new minimum salary, right? So we're already in a position where some of those players that have been signed will probably just be making, you know, 37,000 or whatever. So now you are asking these players post-tax, I'm not sure what that would be in China, but like to give up some of their salary, including the coaches as well, in order to finance this this situation. And I'm sorry that that feels like an unacceptable uh, situation for me, for people that are yep. already not making a lot of money. So, how, yeah. how, My biggest question is, how long can they keep this up? Because it's 30 days, and then what? Do they just get rid of Marvel? Is he gone? Like, what if he does well? What if what if they're winning with him? Do they sign him for another 30 days? Does, does everyone pay out of pocket again for another 30 days, and then what? Yeah. Does he I, leave after 60 days? Or do you sign him for 90 days? How long does this go on to? What if you want to sign him... For the rest of the season, does everyone now just pay him fifty thousand dollars or what? Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it, where where does the buck stop? Because it, it makes it's for weird if, if for a weird situation. Because imagine like you decide that you need Marvel and you now need to move uh, move salary around by firing someone. Are you going to fire someone that just paid you part of their salary in order to finance the person that's that they're replacing? Uh, well, this is some dr draconian shit. That's like some morally, gladiator I think shit. Ethically, I'm a reasonable person, but I think ethically you would pay that person back the money that they paid right. to get Marvel on. Yeah. At a minimum. Ethically they should that should be what is done. But I don't operate the team. I'm just saying what I would what I think I what I think should be happening. But here's the here's the state of the LA Valley. They currently have nine official players, including Marvel, that that have been announced. But they have ten players rumored, because Molly is rumored to be on this team as well. Right. Remember. Right. Yeah. Reported by Halo. Who, as far as like player signings this season has gone, he's been pretty accurate on. So I'm mm -hmm. willing to. And he reported Marvel. Marvel instantly got announced. Uh, Molly hasn't been announced yet. Maybe there's still some stuff happening behind the scenes between Valiant and the Charge to get that sorted. Molly recently released by the Charge anyway. Um, still don't know in terms of how that. I don't. Did we talk about this last episode? Still don't know how in terms of the structuring of that goes whether Valiant bought Molly out of his contract in terms of buying him, you know, the, the illegal buyout, or whether Charge released him from his contract, terminated the contract, he became a free agent, and then Valiant picked him up. Right, which one was it? Because free agency means Guangzhou lose a lot of money. Right. Uh, whereas buyout means Guangzhou at least recouped some money from trading Molly off. That also means Valiant fucking paid for him. Right. <clears throat> so... In, in either case, or well, maybe they're paying something, they're either paying for Molly plus Bile or just Molly, if he is being acquired. And it sounds like he is. So, and because Molly, that deal was done before Marvel, that's why likely there was no money left for Marvel because they had maxed out their budget, right. uh, if I was to speculate. But this is a team that already has now 10 players. It's like, shit, most teams don't have anywhere near that. Like, some of the teams that have historically spent the most money and still do, by the way, on their rosters have extremely high salary players, only have six people on their roster. I'm talking about Fusion, talking about Shock. Um, very lean rosters. You But you have veteran players like, you know, Violet plus Carpe. Proper's obviously on, on a reasonable salary, as you would expect. 
So it's not like those orgs are poor and they're not paying people. They're paying people quite well, but even they're choosing to have lean rosters. We evaluate on 10 players. Um, so it would make more sense, as we've already discussed, that one of the DPSs probably probably needs to go because no team needs five DPSs. You don't even need four, let alone five. So if you were to reallocate one of your DPS players' budget towards Marvel, that makes a lot more sense. <clears throat> but they haven't done that yet. I don't know. I don't know if they will do that. Um, and if they do do that, then they need to pay back the players that put their own fucking money into pay for Marvel. Like that should be more like a loan, not like a payment. Mm -hmm. It should never be the player's responsibility to be paying another person's salary. That should never be the case. But it sounds like to me that the team is desperate to have another tank on on board. Mm -hmm. So there's two there's there's two things here. One is that. Yes, this whole situation is kind of fucked up, uh, and that somebody between the Valiant team here, or Immortals, or LGE, most likely, it's probably more so. I don't know. It could be. I, I at this point, I, I assume Immortals just don't do anything. This one, I, I assume Immortals are super hands off. But um, somewhere between LGE and the Valiant team, something went wrong in terms of how they handle their money. And unfortunately, I have to point this back at No Hill a little bit. I've been celebrating him, but I'm also, you know, fair is fair. I got to criticize him here because this man built a now 10 man roster with f half of it is just DPS players. What are you doing? Clearly, clearly the team, whether that's between No Hill and the players or just the players, want a second tank with a main tank hero pool on this team. That is a clear desire. So, why is it that they signed only one tank player but five DPSs? if there was a clear desire to have a second tank. Because this whole situation with players putting in, in their own money for Marvel could have been avoided had they just not signed a 50 PS player or even a fourth one and put their money towards a tank player instead. Very okay. simple, right? Yep. I think uh, best course, you know, best uh, practices, I guess, would be uh, to see somebody like Haker, Hacker, whoever. Um, probably get cut. Um, hate to name names, but not somebody that uh, instills a lot of faith or seems to provide. My guy a lot Joe of value. in the locker room. My guy, my guy Joe in the locker room is already pointing fingers. He's like that guy. I mean, everybody else, you know, innovation Becky. Um, just from the DPS like stable, like everybody's seeing playtime, but the weird sombra. No, I know, I know, I know. But I mean, like explaining some of the history to you know people who might not you know be up to up to code with who he is i mean he, he was a sombra one trick a good player at the time for sombra but like not somebody who like seemingly has a, a foot in the door when it comes to this game there's no transferable skill set it seems like a project player there really should be no reason to kind of reiterate the guy's points here um why your players should be paying out of pocket if that's to be believed um would we have no reason not to believe it so like it's not good. It's very odd, and I hope the league has a stance on this because this I, is kind of fucked. I've only got one charitable explanation. I've but one charitable explanation for how and why this has happened and what they are doing. I, I might have already gone over this briefly already, and that is that they are just buying time to sort out the back-end stuff to sign Marvel on officially while cutting somebody Possibly. and reallocating the resources. <clears throat> and the reason why they're not waiting for that and why the players just paying money now to get them on 
is so that they can get him in time to play officials straight away. So, and that's a, that's my only charitable explanation yeah. because otherwise you would cut a player, probably hack and then bring Marvel on, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. But it wouldn't surprise me if they do that anyway. You're probably about to see that happen. I, I, if they I don't do assume. that, then if they don't do that, no hills smoke and crack. Like they're doing, yeah. they are doing things incorrectly if they're not doing this. If you want to bring Marvel on, somebody probably hacker has got to go. Or or maybe even coldest because Molly's coming. Sure. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't I have no idea. But probably hacker because fuck you. You might want two flex DPSs. You don't want five DPSs generally speaking. Sorry, flex yeah. supports. Who am I kidding? They're basically DPS. Flex supports, but <sighs> you don't need five DPSs. So probably hacker's gone because the other four mm-hmm. have had playtime and seem to have, like you said, a reason to be on this team or a role to play. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the only way I can explain it is that that will be happening anyway. But the players just. They're just loaning the team for now to get them in, and then the team will pay them back, right? That's got to be. <laughs> if I'm hope. coping, if I'm coping extremely hard. That's <sighs> that's the only way I can look at it positively. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, All right. Weird situation. Probably will set a precedent, hopefully, for the league moving forward. Final thoughts, really quickly. Look at that. Do we feel anything about this team in terms of roster quality with Marvel on? I mean, I felt like they were doing reasonably well with Sashin anyway, but they were in the middle of a big Zarya meta, so they kind of got bailed out by the fact that they're playing in a Zarya meta. Um, and and you know, Hill's probably like, thank God, because if we weren't in a Zarya meta, who the who the hell knows what Valiant would have been doing? Mm-hmm. No, this this so. should improve things. Um, yeah, no, I agree. Like Marvel probably doesn't leap off the page um, in terms of just like main tank prowess. Uh, but the ability to actually like play that at a at a reasonable skill level, at least maybe league average or league minimum, um, yeah. should be should be a benefit. Cool. Alrighty. Jessica wants to talk about Vulcan. Go ahead, lad. Lead the way. Tell I us mean, about Vulcan. I mean, I, there's not too much to be said. I, I think the the one thing that was a little bit left a bad taste in my mouth was. I'm pretty sure Vulcan's 30-day ended at the end of May, like 30 or 31st. Okay. Um, and to only have the announcement now is, you know, it, it, like, no, it just took, it took them two weeks to make the to make the the graphic. That's what all it is. Yeah, and I appreciate like this. This is a tough situation for everyone because uh, visa situations are once again like very hard to figure out and realistically like just from the messaging i think everyone understood that like vulcan as a player was really just like someone to stand in if kellen couldn't make it right um so from that point of view i never actually thought like uh, for instance i don't understand the outrage about him now being uh, let go I think it could have been done in a more tasteful manner, but, you know, it's whatever, really. Um, I can explain it. Yeah, go on. The outrage isn't that they've let go of Vulcan. The outrage is that they had to do this whole 30-thing day with Vulcan anyway to fill the roster when the team's responsibility should have been to fill the six-man roster while they were in Korea. That's the outrage, if I'm reading correctly. If anyone's actually outraged about Vulcan being dropped, then they're they're, they're not yeah, looking they're at this they're, they, that, That's yeah. that's kind of weird if they're doing that. But the real outrage is that I agree with is that the team has mismanaged roster building, and now they're stuck in yes. North America with no way to get a Korean player, or at least no yeah. way to get them in time. I think a lot of the very general like themes of why the Valiant 
dilemma is a management issue, not necessarily like a league structure or even like. I mean, New York, you said Valiant. No, no, no I'm Unless comparing the two. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I look at Valiant and I say, this is a like the players probably shouldn't even be allowed to do this. Um, there really should never be a question of consent. Like this should be a question of, you know, the management making hard and difficult choices. That's, you know, unfortunately um, what the job requires sometimes. Um, and I look at the New York Excelsior and I've like been pretty upset with them from the season start. Um, call me biased because of, you know, how I how I expected this team to look by the end of it. <laughs> Uh, but regardless, like this, this is a pretty mismanaged team when you have a, you know, a scapegoat effectively um, when you have a coach that's apparently been signed per the NYXL website um, in, in Kuki being listed as a player, not a coach to, you know, try to skirt around the six player minimum. Um, it, it, it it leaves a sour taste in my mouth because it really doesn't feel like this was approached with much care or somehow some way the the books were so mismanaged that now the team is having to bite the bullet on some 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 confounded you know off-season moves that were made uh by this org and i think it's kind of a travesty uh, both are bad but nyxl i think is slipping under the radar a lot more than i would like it to so yeah not good well, no, no I think New York. I think NYXL have a lot of. They have a much better fan goodwill. That, well, let's be clear. The rope on that is burning very quickly, but they at least have it. Whereas Valiant burn. They 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 have no. Oh, for sure. To, like I understand why, but <clears throat> yeah. it's it's not it's not fair. Forward, I put forward one thing. Sure. Gesture is now on the team as a coach. Is there a world where he could be a player? <laughs> I kind of, you know, I think, it, I think most people would be lying if they boldface tell you they saw that announcement and didn't immediately like autocorrect in their brain that this wasn't a player, right? When you look at that, you're like, we have signed gesture. It's like, whoa, crazy. Okay. Like new tank. Like we're filling out the DPI, like the, 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 the roster a little bit. Like we're adding some depth. Cool. Awesome. Like NYXL, you know, is going up in the world. Um, and now he's a tank. So like I would I would guess there was probably like a possibility. I believe he's in New York. Like he has the visa. Um Yeah. It, it it's, seems it's, easy enough. Thing, you, you can get gesture there easier than anybody else. Yeah. So it makes the most sense that he would mm -hmm. be your backup tank. Yep. Because who who the hell else is it gonna be? Is it gonna be Kooky? You know? Technically signed as a player, so I guess not impossible, but yeah. I think you'd probably at this stage rather have gesture as someone that at least played last year. Kuki's mm -hmm. been out of the game for so long that you have no idea what he's. Yeah, no. I, not, I don't know what is he good enough. Like who knows? Um, but uh, there's no other plays available. I mean, the only other thing they could have done is get Marvel. I actually, mm -hmm. and I remember saying like ages ago. I remember saying when it's all got signed to Boston, I was yeah. like, oh yeah, this is because New York's trading. They're about to trade for Marvel. That's that's why it's all here because they're covering for Marvel going it to New York itself clearly. Yeah, and now you know Marvel went back to Korea. And now he's on Valiant. So yep. either New York didn't go for Marvel, or they did, but Marvel wasn't interested in staying in the United States anyway, which is why he left Boston. And it's hard to know. I, I still speculate that, that the real reason why Marvel got cut from Boston is because there's no reason for them to have three tank players, but it is also equally likely. And I can't, you know, sometimes you just, the, sometimes the team is doing some heavy PR and sometimes they're just telling the truth. 
Yeah. And if they are just telling the truth, then Marvel didn't want to play Marvel didn't want to play on this team. He didn't want to be in the United States. He has personal issues. He wants to go back to Korea. Makes sense. I believe I believe that as equally as I believe that they kind of because they don't need three tanks. Um, But also you could argue that the reason they have three tanks is because they knew Marvel was leaving, so they signed its all because they Mm -hmm. knew he was leaving. Whereas if whereas if Marvel didn't leave, they would just they would have kept him and didn't sign its all, right? That's also a, a reasonable belief to have. But in either case, if Marvel doesn't want to be in the States and he does have personal things he needs to sort out in Korea, then New York, we're not going to get him. Yeah. Right. So that plays out of the picture. There's just no one. There's just, you, you want to be a full Korean team in America where you want a free agent. You're going to have to be like shock picking up Mikey, which we'll talk about as well. You're going to have yeah. to be like that RuPaul guy as well, who sure. I don't really know, but we'll talk about him as well. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you, there's just no there's no Korean person you're going to get nope not for cheap and not in a timely fashion that's why it really kind of you know leans on this off season fumble of what looks to be part one of a roster that won't ever see a sequel right like it's uh, it, it's it's sad because it doesn't feel like it's maybe it gets better I don't know it's it's just a tough it's a tough pill to swallow for me with New York. Uh, yeah. Sour grapes, sour grapes. Jessica, New York. You started us on this. You can finish yourself on uh, the Vulcan thing. Mm, I mean, the Vulcan thing is whatever to me. I think this, the first couple of matches will probably give you an idea if they've figured it out or not. Because theoretically, dude, like the substance of this team, like, we all agreed preseason that Kellen was probably one of the best tanks uh, sure. yeah. prospects, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we we also agreed that Yaki is a good player. And mm-hmm. I mean that main support. Like I think they need to figure something out with support, which is why I was uh, interested that Kareev was going to go to a coaching position because in my mind, if I go down the list of names that I can think of, who has a uh, an American visa is here. And like is signable in the specifically in the flex support position, then Karif is just about the only one you cannot come up with. So I thought like they were going to move uh, for Karif. Mm-hmm. Then again, I I would imagine so, Mayhem wants to be paid. There three flex three flex supports, Jessica. Yeah, but Gangnam Jim won't play, be playing flex support again. I don't think. I think he's pretty much... I, I, like mean, it's whoa, 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 what do you mean? I don't get it. Why, why would you not try and go for him? I mean, you'd, you'd have to go for a main support. That'd be Your first priority is probably to get a second tank. Your, your next priority is... Well, actually, maybe your first priority is to get a main support. I, I changed my mind. Your first priority is to get a main support. But none is available. I don't think you get Kareev, because if you get Kareev, he's just filling in for flex support anyway, which you already have. So if you need double flex support, Gunglam Jin just goes back to Anna or goes back to whatever he's playing. I don't and you don't play main support. I don't think even Gangnam Jin at a good day is Overwatch League level anymore in flex support. Really? That I mean he looked pretty damn Overwatch League level last year. It hasn't been that long, is it? I already struck he was Overwatch League level. I think we leveled up big time since then. We lost some, sure. like we lost Violet to main support. We lost Jonak, but we also got a nice. bunch of bangers. 
We got the take of the week right there. That's the one that people are going to clip. Yiska, headline Yiska. Gangnam Jin no longer Overwatch League level flex support. Boom, yeah. there it is. I mean, he hasn't Found played the, the role in damn near like half a year now, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but neither is Violet. But would we really say that about Violet as well? No, but I'm not trying to Violet, put words in your mouth. Like Violet, like if you if you were to cut Violet's hand off, I would trust Violet to play a better flex support. Violet's decapitated <clears throat> hand to play a better flex support than Gangnam Jin. Violet has more talent in right. his pinky than Gangnam uh, Jin look. at the peak of his career. <laughs> All right. I mean, that's it. I don't. I actually. I don't know whether I can agree or disagree. I'm, I'm actually undecided. I'm, I'm just completely. I'm completely undecided. So I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try and debate. I don't know if I really agree with it, but I also don't know if I care to disagree either. So I'm just gonna leave it. Is what I'll do. Um. But it is a take. I'll, I'll spin the take because I don't think this is a player skill issue. Like, yeah, I don't think Gangnam Jin has you been have fantastic. You didn't bait me, but you have baited Joe. Go on. Yeah, I don't think Gangnam Jin is a fantastic main support. I I think the jury's out in terms of whether or not Byungbong has had a bad start to the season or whether or not he is just in a you know difficult position to play from, if that makes sense. Um it's it's a little bit more airy it's a little bit more intangible but i i do look at the coaching staff in terms of like how they get these players on the same page because it doesn't feel like things are connected it doesn't feel like the player skill is necessarily coming through something about this team is disjointed something about this team is uh internally amiss um and i think that comes down to the management the coaching staff to you know figure that out whatever it is and i know that that's just like shooting in the dark at like 50 different things um but i really don't look at this roster and say ah yes it's because we don't have a main support that we are losing ah shucks like we should have it doesn't feel that way to me you know, i the, feel um, like they should be competitive within the bottom tier and it doesn't really feel like it a lot of the time you know this the sad they shouldn't even be in the bottom tier but you know no they shouldn't the thing that's really sad is like uh and again without wanting to jump ahead too much because we will be talking more about um We'll be talking more about uh, the meta uh, as we move forward in topics today, mm -hmm. but even if we were to get into a double flex support meta, which I think is likely for next stage, mm -hmm. Kellen would need to play Sigma. So you still don't have a person that's like, sure. you're, not, you're not hitting the perfect meta for this team. Yeah, Because I think yeah. in the preseason we described, like, okay, this is a team that on the right meta could pop off, but on every other meta is going to bomb. Yeah, uh, And they have been bombing. And the right meta is like, I guess double flex support meta with it would have to be Kellen on a main tank, but idea. But the problem is double flex support usually means Sigma double flex support, and that's not one of Kellen's heroes. So mm -hmm. even even on that, you're not quite hitting the mark on all players when you that's what you want. So <clears throat> it's kind of rough. I don't know how things are going to go for New York moving forward, but they need to. Okay, final final thing about New York. Okay. What are they going to do about this roster hole? Because now Vulcan's gone. Are they back to five players? Is Kuki officially their sixth player? Are they just going to leave it like that? Like, what are they supposed to do now? Uh, if I'm going to be honest, I think they... Uh, it's hard to say what they will do. Um, I think, like you mentioned previously, I think Gesture is an option. Um, I'd like them to facilitate maybe that option. Um, maybe Maybe pick him up, allow, you know some more depth at the tank position whether or not he even wants to do that is you know a 
up in the air, I suppose. Um, but I think in, in more realistic terms, I think, you know, we, we've seen them run with a, pretty much a five core with just a scapegoat or a, a, a player so they don't get fined. Um, it feels like that's just going to be more of the same for the rest of the season. Um, so you don't think they will sign officially a sixth player? I can't imagine them buying somebody out um, from a North American team. Um, and if somebody's you know, selling. Somebody yeah, would have if, to sell first exactly, as well. Right. So I, I don't see them fronting the bill for a visa and waiting for that. That also doesn't seem like it's going to provide any value. Uh, I think it's just it is what it is at this point, and we go next next season. And that's why I am not entirely all that happy with New York. Another bad team because of whatever the fuck happened in the offseason. Because here's one thing they could do. Jesha could just be a Jake from last year. You know, he can be a player coach. Ooh. He can be what Wukel was supposed to be this year. Supposedly meant to be a player coach, but then they got Sashin. So, I don't know if it's a good thing to be a play coach. I, you know, maybe if you talk yeah. to Jake, he'll probably say no. Actually, wasn't good, which is why he's not one anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, ironically, Houston does need a main support, and unironically, Jake was one last year. So, like, that could have been a real thing. But if you are a player, it might be hard to coach at the same time. It's legitimate. There is a legitimate reason to not sure. want to be a player coach. However, I don't. I think New York are out of options. I think they're desperate mm-hmm. for options. And here is an option for them. And if they're not taking it, they better have a fucking better solution that I can't think of. Yeah, no. Because I, I don't think signing a North American tank is going to be that solution. No. Or North American anything. I don't think signing Juby or whoever on this team is going to be the solution. No. Because I don't know that they want to or can make this a mixed team. No. I think this team pretty much has to be a full Korean team at this stage. Yeah, that would do um, more more harm than good. I mean, they look like they have coordination issues even as a full Korean team, and imagine adding another language into that. That's just, that would destroy yep. them, so. Yep. It is not okay. a player skill issue. Last, last on that. Speaking of supports being signed, uh, we already talked about Kareev. We already talked about, when we say talk, we already mentioned Kareev. Now we'll get yes. into it. So about Florida Mayhem. Has been reported. So this is not uh, 100% locked in just yet, but it has been reported mm. that Kareev is moving from player to assistant coach. Mm-hmm. And with that, the Florida Mayhem will be signing a player from uh, called Rupal from Redbird Esports. Now, I don't know who Rupal is, so if you just excuse me for a moment, I'll, I'll be right yeah. Uh, it, it's it's sad because there is so much Overwatch that is in existence that it's tough to like really gauge or have a pulse on everything. Um, from what I can decipher from some very short-handed remarks from people a little bit closer to the collegiate scene, um, it seems like one of the shortlist flex supports to be promoted. Like, makes a lot of sense to you know people close to the situation. Um, but it seems just like another depth ad for Florida. Maybe they're just suspecting. Maybe this is another thirty day just to see what the meta looks like. Um, if, I, if I'm going to be honest, the most interesting thing about this is that somebody from our community, you know, shout out to Picasso, uh, pretty much just said, you know, called this verbatim ahead of time, just kind of took a shot in the dark and said, oh, yeah, I think, you know, I think he goes to Florida and I think Kareev retires and like, you know, was running with it, you know, was very consistent with arguing it and turns out pretty damn well close to to hitting it square on the head. So, you know, props to Picasso for for shouting that one out. Um but yeah, outside of that, I it's hard to judge whether or not this is going to be, you know, an upgrade, a downgrade, 
whether it's going to be useful because we really don't have a keen eye on the meta. Um, we will get to that um, in a few moments, but um, yeah, it seems seems like a depth add. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a 30-day Yiska. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I'm not sure about the 30-dayness of it or whatever is, is happening there. Um, I think if you think this is going to be a double-flex support meta, like these types of signings just make sense at the moment, right? Sure, but would that not, like, message to you, like, uh, let's see what this looks like first. Let's temporarily, you know, make an acquisition. 30, 30 day is like the new trial process, right? Like, we'll trial yeah. you on 30 days and we'll see if we'll keep you or not. It's not yeah. the worst thing in the world. Yeah, I mean, then maybe. I think a lot of teams also get away with trialing a player without paying them. Um, you just yeah, want to be able to. Be honest, to this is more fit. This is more fair, right? At least this you're, is you're, very you're fair. Paying. Yeah, you're actually paying for a trial now, which is reasonable. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. like it, this probably already communicates a little bit more intent. Where it's like, we we want to be prepared if we have to play you, right? Of course. And yeah, I I think like it's an interesting. Maybe maybe you could read this as like a. A meta tell. Um, yes, I, I would, because it says to me that they have an expectation, a reasonable enough expectation, mm -hmm. that they're willing to put their money where their mouth is, which is to say, actually put money on the table to pay for somebody to be there for thirty days at minimum, to potentially play double flex support. That's number one. Number two is that for some reason they just. Either Kareev doesn't want to, or they don't want Kareev, or it's a mutual thing. Yeah. That Kareev isn't just going to do it. <clears throat> um, if they believe that there's not a, a big expectation for double flex support, they'd either just, well, they obviously just not sign anybody. And if it happens, Kareev will play. If it doesn't happen, nothing changes. Um, because I don't know Rupal that well, you, you know, I, I what, it's one of those things, guys. You know, I, I just yeah. don't, I, I haven't really kept up with any uh, tier two, is what it is. Um, Kareev I can speak to in terms of this entire situation and his side of the thing is really interesting because he was signed to for two reasons he was signed to cover Majid who was having visa issues mm. <clears throat> it was taking Majid a very long time to get from Saudi Arabia to the United States secondly Kareev was signed as then a backup for Majid if he couldn't play while he was in the States and then third for a double flex support meta now, I think it's very interesting and a little bit unfortunate that Kareev ends up going to coach because, to my knowledge, Mayhem wasn't exactly... They weren't necessarily in the market for another coach. They needed another flex support. And now with Kareev moving to a coaching role for whatever reason, mm -hmm. they have to get another different guy when the ideal solution would be that just play Kareev Kareev. is your backup flex. We just played Kareev. Yeah. Is I think the guy has still got things to show gameplay wise. You know, I, you know, I know Yiska just chewed out Gundam Jin for his flex support, so I, I wouldn't want to know what he thinks about Kareev. But um, oh yeah, you don't want to know. It's nothing good. We've we've so, historically my been point. Dumb, my point is, is like I, you know, I you know, I mayhem situation looking for a second flex support. I mean, they were considering contenders tier two flex supports from Korea, not just guys like Kareev. Yeah. Obviously, Kareev was available, so they got him. Little known fact, um, Kareev has actually been retired for two seasons and actually is the first player to be awarded a role star while retired. 
That's crazy. Based Sorry, on, was he actually? No. Based on two sleep dots, yeah. And then for the rest yeah, of the season, yeah. he was retired. Wait, what season is that? What season is that? Season three, right? I was he really? So. Yeah. Was he retired in season three? I mean, he he's didn't play Overwatch. He's arguing effectively. He sewed a couple. He he had a couple of good moments, and then, yeah, I think it was season two or season three. Yeah. Bro, and profit profit is still never had a roll star, by the way. Um, so mm. clearly because the mayhem we're also looking at tier two players in Korea to be the secondary flick support to be Majed's backup, they're not looking for someone that was just going to end up being a coach. They're looking for a person. And because they've signed RuPaul, they're clearly looking for a person to be a mainstay or a potential mainstay on the roster to, to actually be there to cover the second flex support. So this whole career coaching thing is so weird because it's also an extra financial strain on the org that we yeah. know already that Mayhem is not the richest org this year. They, they're not, they don't have the biggest budget. They have 10 million coaches now. But they've consistently signed more and more and more and more people. I don't know. Maybe they're finding more money. Maybe they're stretching their budget thinner. Maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I mean, but Adam it, is it effectively is coach, right? <clears throat> I guess, yeah. So they, so their coaching staff is now <laughs> Gumba McGravy, Adam Kareev. That's their coaching staff currently. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. It's the biggest coaching staff in the Overwatch League, lol. <laughs> yeah. On, on what is... I don't know if I want to call them a budget team, but what is effectively a team that doesn't have the largest budget? That's not a secret either. That's just, it is, it's what it is. Um, so this whole Kareev thing is just so weird to me because I would have imagined, like, if Kareev doesn't want to play, you just let him go. You know, reallocate his budget, but now they've reallocated his budget from being a player to a coach. So it's just like, what? What's going on? I'd almost be a little bit pissed because Kareev is meant to be your player. Now you're having to pay him to be a coach. You probably he's probably a smart person. You'll you'll get some good value out of him for coaching, but that's not what yeah. you signed him for. That's not no. that's not what the priority was. So you'd probably no. feel a little bit weird about it. You'd probably be like, What? Now I have to sign another person? Like mm -hmm. yeah. it is a little weird. We'll see what this looks like though. I don't know. Do we feel does anyone here have any insight? I, uh, as I was just gone for a minute, any uh, did we talk about any insight on RuPaul's ability or gameplay? Do we expect no, much? No, yeah. Just kind of reiterating some of uh, you know what the collegiate um, folks have okay. messaged to me. Good enough, you know. Aren't surprised that he's being promoted. You know, yeah. seems like he's on the short list of people that you know were, you know, maybe slated to get promoted or tried. By the way. So. Third time, uh, third time Luke Mino has been shafted. So uh, just look into that one a little bit. Mm, what could that be? Could that be about? Um, moving on. Not not hinting at anything. Obviously, guys, clearly not hinting anything. I don't know. Um, next team. Who's the next team we're going to talk about? Mikey to shock. Right. I don't know who Mikey is. So I'm just going to go away for a couple minutes, and you guys. <laughs> no. Who I I. Um. No, seriously, I don't know who Mike. I don't know much about. Like, is another NAT two? I'm sure he's great. Yes, I personally don't. I'm not trying to. I'm not even. It sounds. It sounds bad. It sounds like I'm trying to ego these guys. I'm not, I legitimately. I'm 
I'm not. I'm being not even joking. I I just haven't yeah. followed tier two in a. I, mean, I just simply haven't. That's fair. Yeah, so you watch enough contenders. Nobody's going to yeah, blame you. I, I I'm. I'm not trying to ego sure. them. I I just yep. I'm just admitting I don't know. So who? <laughs> somebody help, please. Yeah. So okay. To give a little bit of background info, we kind of dropped this like if attentive viewers, and I actually got one DM from a guy that got it. Uh, might have known that we kind of talked about it last time that this was going to happen. Okay. Um, Mikey has been trialing with a bunch of uh, teams over the last couple of weeks, mm -hmm. so definitely a highly sought after commodity. That might not convince you of his qualities yet, though, because if you're thinking this through, it's a North American main tank. That is a highly sought-after commodity, not least yeah. due to visa restrictions, right? Yeah. Now, of course, also played on uh, the Boston Uprising before, right? Was more seen as like a ball specialist, I think. I don't think that's true anymore. I think that's now yeah. a solid uh, tank player that we can expect to sort of add to uh, what Kalush has been doing. And honestly, right. admirably, especially on Winston, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, for sure. So it's just an addition in order to fill some gaps. Kind of excited to see where a player of that profile can take it because that's a, usually a player that you will never see in Overwatch League again, right? Was then picked up by... Um, so, for like, a player that is on the bottom tier team gets in you know, just, just in and then makes it back. Like just about the only example I can think of is like, I am 37. Yeah. Like, it is a very degree, rare but... circumstance. Um, but I mean, we are, we are in a different game. Rosters were built with very little information um, about what this was supposed to be. Um, it doesn't shock me that, you know, somebody like Mikey gets a second chance and, you know, probably does end up working out pretty well for the shock. Um, whether it's this meta or the next or, you know, maybe even come playoffs, right? Like it's it's a it feels like a depth ad um, Kaluge for the most part. I don't think anybody really should be, you know, coming for Kaluge or like, you know, worried about his position. I think he's going to do just fine. I think he's been like to what, you know, Yiska said uh, has performed admirably um, on the Winston and obviously has, you know, quite a repertoire uh, or a resume of playing flex tanks or your traditional flex tanks. Um, whereas Mikey seems to fill out, you know, the former uh, when it comes to traditional main tanks. So uh, feels like a depth ad. Feels pretty good. Uh, I trust Krusty and the staff. So looks good. Is he the next best available option from North America for this position? Available, when... yeah. Unless, <clears throat> unless you can. <laughs> unless they could have. Unless they could have got ingestion. Unlucky. No. Uh, unless. Uh, unless you can convince oh, right. Super to come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Well, then my next follow-up question is: Does this mean they've kind of given up on asking Super? I guess they've kind of replaced now. Be, mm. You could argue they sort of replaced Super already with Kaluge, but because they have don't have the same tank pool, Super yeah. could come back. Whereas now it's like they they've kind of got a, a main tank to come in although that being said on top of what i just said is they could still just get super at any time and come in and say sorry mikey but it is super and i think mikey would even be like yeah i guess it is super so hard feelings 
I, um, I, I'll just say, like, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if the San Francisco Shock got in contact with Lockheed Martin in order to, like, purchase, uh, you know, flight seats of, like, an F-15 in order okay. to eject My Mikey post-haste in, in a situation where it super says, I kind of want to go back, and this guy is just going to be ejected, like... From like from the explosion of a fighter jet, you know. What do you, what do you guys think this says about Shock's read on the meta? Um, part of me looks at this and says that Kaluj might not have enough confidence on Ryan, and I did say mm -hmm. that Ryan could be a potential pick for the next meta. Uh, and I think as well, when you look back at Shock during Kickoff Clash, that lack of Ryan probably hurt them a little bit, mm -hmm. because as far as tank goes, Kaluj has got Zarya Sigma, uh, Winston. That's his pull. Yep. Sure, Diva, but Diva's not relevant, so I don't even care about talking about Diva. So those three heroes, I can't remember if he played Doom, maybe a little bit, but uh, certainly not one of the core heroes that we saw from Kaluj. So to me, if I was to speculate and, and guess, uh, make an educational guess, I would say that Kaluj doesn't quite have a Rhine, which is... I get it. I mean, not everyone can just play Ryan. I feel like Ryan, you have to, you know, you have to really know what you're doing, like Hardy to get the most out of Ryan. Mm -hmm. It's not a simple here that you just jump onto and succeed on, even though, even though I think Ryan's mechanics are one of some of the most basic in the entire game, but uh, surprisingly has a lot of depth in the character. Uh, in any case, if I was to read into the signing, it would be to say that they definitely want to cover at minimum the Ryan deficit on the team. At minimum uh, but also a ball potentially like you know you said that mikey was a ball player it's not completely out of the question that ball could be a thing in the future i don't think ball will make an appearance in this meta yeah. although he has been buffed some knockback increase you do want to have you do want to have contingencies to cover something like that in the future because uh we all know what happened the last time na got caught out by ball you know that uh that did not go well for north <laughs> yeah. america so i yeah. want that to happen again Yep. Okay, yeah, so I think the Ryan's pretty good, though. I, I think you're so spot on. Actually, actually, a fair chance Mikey plays the stage. Probably, maybe yep. Kaluj. I would say is their starter for sure, but I think Mikey is is not necessarily a perma bench either. I think there's a fair chance he plays. Mm -hmm. Okay, is that it? Did we cover all the player signings? So, anything else? Nope. No other players that we're aware of. Um, congrats to reinforce on his engagement. Let's go on. Okay, true. here we go. Big true. Um, okay, we already spent an hour on this, so let's let's boost through this so we can get to the actual previews. Let's talk about the midseason madness uh, mm -hmm. in terms of both the format and also a little bit of the meta speculation. Format. There had been some discussion on the internet recently about format. Uh, here's the overall rundown. Brad, selfless Brad, aka Sefi, the head coach of the Atlanta Reign, tweeted out that. Let me actually find it so I, so I don't misquote him. Uh, what did he say? He goes, Some teams are about to have their entire season snowballed away from them. It's never fun to get a last minute rule change, but for the sake of fairness, I think midseason madness needs independent qualifiers ASAP. For context, currently a team stage one results tally towards their qualification for Hawaii aka the Midseason Madness. This means any team that didn't make it to Dallas, uh, bracket strength of schedule, slow start in bracket, 
has a massive uphill back a battle to qualify for midseason madness and by proxy the eventual playoffs. Now I want to expand and contextualize what Brad's saying for a little bit. Um because one of the initial reactions that people may have to this is you probably want to clown on Brad a little bit because he's kind of playing the opposite side now. He's 180 from his position from last year, which is like the reason why we're snowballing now and giving points to everybody heading to the stage is because last year Atlanta complained that going to Hawaii was pointless if you didn't win because you just got zero points for going to Hawaii, but it impacted your schedule, required you to travel, blah, 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 blah. And you didn't need to get a rest, blah, 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 blah. And it was pointless to go to a tournament and not get any points. Now teams are getting points for traveling to a tournament, just showing up. You show up, you get a point, right? And Brad is saying, well, now that's a problem because teams are getting snowballed. Before people well, clowning him for, for, for yeah. going 180 on this. Which he didn't. It can be true. Both statements can be true. Say again. It's not a 180. Which one? That's not the problem, right? That he sees here. Okay, I'm being... I'm just like preempt. I'm saving you. It's not. A, it's it. It seems like a 180 to the uninitiated. Sure. I'm not saying it's a 180. I'm right. saying people that don't understand this think it's 180. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I'm I'm speaking from I'm speaking from the Reddit Mind Palace. I need Joe to do his voice here right. so that people understand who's who's talking right now. Just I'm to... saying that both the Brad statements from last year and this year can both be true, even though it seems like he's turned tail. He seems like he's turned around and gone the complete opposite way. Yeah, but um, no, he's both statements can be true, and and yeah. you can because it's, because it is it is it is true. If you go to Hawaii and you don't get anything, then functionally speaking, technically speaking, you have lost more than you've gained by doing by by going to the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, technically speaking, if you wanted to be very pessimistic about it. The, the the most possible glass half empty approach is technically true in that case, but it also also technically true that if everybody just gets a point, yeah, then now we all snowball out of control. So you have a situation now where I think this is probably more of a fact in APAC than is in NA. I think NA has some problems here, but it's more of a factor in APAC. But let me let me draw uh, let me let me point it out for real quick. So if you are Vancouver Titans or Paris Eternal, you're in zero points. Versus teams like Shock and Dallas at this point probably can do fuck all and they'll make it, right? Because they have so many points, it's almost impossible for them to not make it. Um, if you go six and zero as Titans, there is a world where you don't make it. Yes. Right? There is a world where you don't make it. That is a problem. But mm. before we do that, I want to backpedal really quickly because we just got breaking news. I'm sorry, but we will come back to the format discussion, but we've just got breaking news at this exact moment in time. Thora Mayhem uh, realized we were live doing a recording, talking about things, and that they should break this news for us, and so here we go. Mid-season madness update from the Florida Mayhem. We're always thinking of ways we can continue to improve as a team and add depth to our roster. While, taking, while talking with Curry during the break, he revealed to us that he wanted to transition from a player to a coaching role. After deliberating amongst our staff, we felt that moving him to a coach position would be a good fit. To fill the vacant second flex support spot, uh, Rupal has been signed from Redbird Esports. Thank you, Adam. Following the signing, we've made the difficult decision to release Adam following from his contract. 
We want to thank him for his contributions this season and wish him the best of luck. The Kareev on our coaching staff, we felt confident in signing another rookie talent and continuing to develop our backline. Rupal has already joined the team in Florida along with XE and everyone on the Florida over on the Mayhem is looking forward to building our, on our strong kickoff clash performance and qualifying for the midseason tournament. Signed, Albert Yeh, GM. Okay. Does that change anything for anyone? I, I don't want to speak on this too no. long because we've moved on from the topic, but just wanted to make it clear that this has yep. been announced uh, literally right now. So, yep. uh, Okay. I'm not saying Adam should have ever played against uh, uh, over someone. But there's still a compassionate place in my heart because there are very few players that have been fucked but just by the oh, circumstances sure. of Overwatch League harder than this guy, right? Mm -hmm. From like his Valiant situation, being told like, hello, like, Avril, you of all the people know how hard it is to get off that fucking island. And like he did it twice, but then like just circumstances happen and he doesn't get to play and that must be yeah. heartbreaking and i hope i mean he has a visa unfortunately not too many off tank positions open for that hero pool i i feel like but hopefully there's a way hey, 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 hey. i know of one team that really needs an off tank right now who who, who could i be talking about right okay the new england patriots um <laughs> Yeah, look, at least Adam, you're right. He did get paid. He does have a visa. It's not all lost. Yes, it does suck that he got cut. Um, but there is a market for tank players with a with a US visa currently. Mm -hmm. So it's not impossible for him to move again, but it, it is pretty brutal, like you said. That twice now, he basically doesn't get to play. And this time he made it further than the last. It's like he's playing a roguelike in Overwatch League esports roguelike, and he's getting slightly further every time, but not quite there. Yeah. Mm. Um, That's the yeah, perfect explanation. <laughs> I like that because yeah. you need to die in order to uh, come back next run, which it feels like. Yeah. Usually, usually when you usually when you start a new run though, you do get some things from your previous run to help you. Yeah, long, you, you progress. stronger. And in this case, his the progression visa. from his previous run is he got an extra visa and some extra money, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Damn. So he, his next run can be more fruitful because he has those things from his previous run now. So Damn. every run, hopefully, you get something out of it. The visa um, perk is crazy in Rockalikes, I agree. True. Round one visa? Yeah, actually, that, yeah. Dude, round one visa. Can you imagine that? Like, he, he, he goes for his second his, his second playthrough, mm. finds a visa. Like, that's like a god teardrop. That's yes. a fucking god teardrop. And it's like, bro... You know what? Maybe I have to make a third run for this one, but I, I got I got the I got the drop, dude. I got the thing that people mm -hmm. want. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. Sure. Oh god. I think what actually happened, let me explain it to you. What actually happened is there's only room for one Australian off tank, and Punk over the last two years has secretly plotted behind the scenes to remove Adam from contention so that Punk can be the king of the hill. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Uh Punk is the leader of the Illuminati. We figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, professional organization. Actually, you know what? You know what? Um, it's it's uh, this. It's all pay to win, because Adam had to earn his visa through playing through going through the roguelike. Mm. Punk had his from day one because he's technically he he already had an American green card from oh, yeah. day one, so he started the game with a green I card. Had, he just he just yeah. started with the visa, so you know, he started ahead. You know, pay to win tactics. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Yeah, people complain about pay-to-win gaming, but 
people forget that your life is just pay to win actually it's you know, very uh, true yeah. Yeah. your entire life is pay to win so. uh don't don't tell uh, a certain uh, team from canada that uh, i'm just saying uh, they may argue otherwise hey look can you, you, can, you can also spend your money in really poor ways the amount of the amount true. of people that win lotteries and then become broke a year later it's uh, it's a lot of people mm-hmm. uh pay to lose is crazy pay to lose <laughs> is pretty impressive if you think about it okay speaking of losing Last year, when you when you lost, you didn't get any points. For right. Now, yes. now what a what a transition, huh? What a transition. Yeah, and, now, and now, and now you get a point. So, yeah. Brad is correct, but um, I don't. Uh, the only solution I can think of is that participation points for tournaments should only be half a point instead of a full point. I don't, does, does that make things better? Because that means that a full win is still worth more than just a participation point from right. the tournament. Do you know what I mean? Like, because half a point is still less than one point. Yeah. So if you win more in the regular season, you can still reasonably catch up. But teams that show up to a tournament don't just feel like they got hard done by by getting nothing, while losing on other things like time and getting COVID at a tournament. Yeah, um, I, I feel like that's fine. You also de- delayed in your practice, right? Um, I will say, I don't think the bonus point is a problem. The bonus point, what it applies to, is the problem, right? Like, if it was just acquired for uh, end-of-season qualification, I wouldn't have a problem yeah. with it. The fact that it is, um, like, qualifies for mid-season madness makes it a snowball situation. Because, for instance, in the London situation, they missed a kickoff clash by one map. They were minus two against zero, I, I believe, or... Zero against plus two or something. Yeah, minus two to zeros, justice to zeros. Yeah. Meaning that's one map difference, right? Correct. Um, <clears throat> well, yeah. In direct competition. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, so nowhere else does one map matter as much. Literally nowhere else, right? Because, it, okay, the situation is the following. You miss off kickoff clash, then you play... Uh, your next stage, and you go 4-2, and Justice keeps their current record, the maps stay all the same, you won one more match, but you're still not in. Why? Because you lost one uh, one more map. Mm-hmm. Right? And therefore, you qualify for the mid-season madness and get another bonus point. Meaning, for one map more lost, you now have two points more ga- uh, less gained. Okay? Yeah. And nowhere in Overwatch League, not in a final, in a stage final, right? Not like in a qualification match, um, like in, uh, I guess, the only part of the season that ever has more weight towards playoff qualification is play-ins. And I think that's supposed to be the case. And even there, you could argue that this is not the case, right? So I feel like that asymmetry is just doesn't make sense, especially if you're front-loading it to the first stage. Because keep in mind, what do you actually want in the playoffs? If you Either you reward everything equally, or you advantage teams that peak late in the season. What you don't want is a team that was very good in the early season, shits the bed, but scoots by on their um, bonus wins, and then makes it into playoffs based on that. At their all-time lowest, because Plains doesn't have... Uh, sorry. Um, stage 4 d- doesn't have a tournament either. So it's not conducive to 
filtering out the best teams at a time of playoffs either, right? If you value that. If you value having better uh, playoffs for the sake of asymmetry within the season. So you can have asymmetry. I have, would have no problem, for instance, saying like maybe you have a Countdown Cup tournament, but then the Countdown Cup points would double or I, I don't know what you would do, right? That That's even the thing that makes sense to me at some level in order to also get interest up towards the end of the season and whatnot. But like as it is, the asymmetry created by counting uh, bonus points towards mid-season qualification just makes it feel like counterintuitive to your season goals, um, to fairness and competitive integrity to a degree. Now, here's my real problem, right? It's, it mm. is very noble of Brad to point this out, and he's definitely... Um, it's definitely nice that in a situation where it, it doesn't directly concern him because his team got the point. Yeah, they made points. it. They got far. Yeah. It's it's nice to point out. I will say we need these voices preseason. Yes. Okay. Someone who gets those rule books and okay, I'll make this offer now. Leak it to me. I'll figure it out and go to the league. And like, I don't even need to be. He is good at it. We'll give him that. Right, that just let it's someone figure it out and like, just with figure a out. litigious oh, spirit, figure out. N no, just make the suggestions where competitive integrity uh, is being punished or is being uh, hurt here, and also like the season goals. At best, what you would want to do is, and I think it's fair to say that you probably need more thought um, in order to come up with a better solution. My immediate solution would would be to say kick off like all the bonus points do not help you in qualification for those uh, tournaments. But I will say, um, like, we should have had this figured out sooner. We need a process where this is figured out by. I don't quite know why you would do this other than creating stability in knowing which teams will be able to make it to uh, the midseason season yeah. in order for those teams, like, there's theoretic, there's a, dis, uh, a probability tree of things that can happen. The most annoying one would be if everyone by midseason madness, when you got to book those travel mm -hmm. stuff and, you know, figure all of that out, we still don't know what, who is going to go. We have right. zero teams eliminated by that point. I think from an organizational point, that's that might be a challenge, right? Because now sure. every team needs to organize that. Maybe you want to discourage that, and I'm fine with systems sort of finagling it there. Just play better if you want to uh, <laughs> like ha have a chance for longer, right? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, this advantage kickoff clash, and it's also like even the advantage that you're getting... This is not, we just found, or the public just found this out. It's not something that we had like on broadcast. It's like, oh my God, the first yeah. stage will be very important because everyone understood, okay, the first stage is important because it qualifies. It's half of the qualification for the midseason. So there is some, you know, spice there. But the bonus point and the importance of that, that should have been communicated. That's a legitimate storyline that you also didn't, take advantage of if you wanted to to have in there uh, been there
to sort of round it out, mm. this is here's here's my Germanness coming into play, and my desire for competitive integrity. Arguably, you shouldn't change it at this point. Mm. I, love, I, I, love, I love laying it all out and then going, ah, leave it alone. Yeah, uh, you fix it before it fucking happens. You no, know? I, I agree. I agree. This is a league issue. This is a, a poo-poo on the league. It's an obvious, like, rubber band from last year's situation, but it was an overcompensation and nobody piped up about it. Avril. I have a solution. My solution is that kickoff clash points do not count towards midseason madness. But sorry, kickoff clash tournament points yeah. don't count towards midseason madness, but the regular season points do. Yes, I'm fine with that. Here's my defense against. I, I have both a critique and a defense against the, the current format. The critique is basically just repeating what Yiska said, so I, I'll save everyone from that and won't do that. I won't just repeat everything he said, um, because snowballing is a is a problem. But the the defense is also that. The Mystics of Madness is a more important, higher stakes, bigger tier event than the Kickoff Clash because it's an international versus a regional event. So I also don't like the idea of just having an independent qualifier because we saw the graphic. Somebody on Reddit made a graphic. Looks very clean. Looks very nice. Appreciate it. But the problem with that is last year, all the four tournaments were equal. They were all internationals, right? Technically speaking, they're all Hawaii. Mm-hmm. They're all worth the same things. None of it is valued higher. It's different this year. This year we have two regionals, one international, and then playoffs leading to another international, yes? So I don't think you can reliably weigh the qualification of the kickoff clash in the midseason madness equally. You can't. Because teams with a better strength, a strength schedule in NA for stage two are going to have a better time qualifying to the midseason madness. So it almost makes more sense to combine both stages of regular seasons, 12 games instead of just six, because in NA, all 12 games means you've played every single team once. So as far as strength of schedule goes, you could argue that the strength of schedule is a complete non-factor for qualification to midseason madness when you combine the regular seasons of both stages together for 12 total points, 12 total matches, correct? Because you've played a full round robin at that stage. No concerns about strength of schedule. From a competitively competitive integrity standpoint, that's the best solution, in my opinion. Um, but the issue for me arises when you add the tournament points in, because now the snowballing is an issue. Because now the teams that did well in the actual tournament, for some reason, get to have that extra impact be applied to qualification into a tournament that's not got anything to do with mm -hmm. a kickoff clash uh, because you are awarded for having done well in the first stage but why why do the tournament points need to be reflected for qualification into a tournament yeah. that's not that this is a completely separate tournament do you understand like a, yeah, no, no. that a, part to me is not good it sucks more even in APAC right because I think all the top three teams just need to win one match, and they're also qualified for midseason madness. Yeah, it, I mean, I mean, the way how it sh sh has shaken out in terms of like the team with the best season score, meaning Spark, like getting the least points, and then the team with the most, uh, with the least season wins, getting the most points in Seoul, that just makes it so they're top three teams that just like 
almost auto qualify for the uh, the midseason madness. She never and won. it's Ooh. almost impossible for anyone outside to yeah. get in. Chengdu Valiant in charge, they're done. Yeah, they are fucked. Like Philly, who has the least points, still has five points in APAC. Mm. The next team is Chengdu on two. It's yeah. a three point gap. Yeah. For a regular season that for for a stage that only has six points to gain, like it feels very if, inconsequential now. This stage for APAC, right? Yeah, in APAC, you just give it to Fusion Dragon, Spark, and Dynasty. Hunters Valley and the Charge are done. They cannot qualify. Like they would have to go perfect. Yeah. You know, like they would have to go flawless to even have a chance. Not only would they have to go flawless, but somebody else in the top four. Would have to mm -hmm. flunk. They would have to flunk hard yeah. and lose a lot. Yeah, the gaps in the points has just been insane. Now, yeah. Uh, it's yeah, it's especially a bad issue in APAC. It's yeah. bad in NA. It is horrendous in APAC. Yeah, yeah, absolutely horrendous. And I don't think it would take that much effort to remove the tournament points nope. from mid-season qualification. That's not even a huge change in the format. Nope. So as far as saying like, oh, you know, maybe it's too late to change the format. I don't think it is. I don't think it is, because that doesn't change your approach to how you're going to play stage two. Your goal is still to win every game that you can, mm -hmm. all of them maybe, in some cases. Um, but you're just understanding that, you know, what gets you into the midseason madness is your combination of 12 to total games between two, between two stages, and right. your tournament points don't count. That, to me, seems fair. Mm -hmm. And that, to me, seems like something that can still be done now. There is time to change that, and it would be a mistake by the league to not do that. Yeah, the the only thing okay. where I mildly okay, nobody exploited that as far as I can tell. But if you look at the season format and accurately locates that kickoff clash probably is the most important stage in the in the year, then you could have had a world where you allocate most of your budget into stage one, sign the most thirty day contract, go all in in trying to accrue points, and then drop mm -hmm. them. Once, once points are less important, right? That could have been a strategy. And if now the league switches up on me and I have misallocated my resources because of that, because now everyone gets... Because realistically speaking, I play this how it's supposed to be played based on the design and nobody else, you know, you, you get the idea. Yeah. As far as I can tell, nobody did this. And that's, that's just about the only thing that feels a little rough for me on the edges as to why to change those rules. Then I mean, again, like, damn if you do, damn if you don't. There's a great a good argument that's just like, maybe you did, quote-unquote, abuse a system that was poorly designed, and you feel like you should be rewarded for that. Mm. But if it's if it damages competitive integrity and it's not good for the overall health of the league, yeah. my perspective, tough shit. I'm sorry. You waste, you, you spent money. I might have baited you into spending money, and it's my bad. <laughs> but we still got to fix the shit, and you have to cop it, too. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. is what it is. Yeah. That'd be my position on this. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's yeah, a fair. I'm not too far removed from that. I, I, I will be happy with either decision, to be honest. But I will be... I just, and it, I'm also appreciative of, like, designing a season format being... A, it's super complex in the scheduling and whatnot. For instance, another mm -hmm. thing that's very weird is, like, some teams play uh, their rematch already in the first half of the season. That's a weird one, right? Like... True. Some teams mean? will play shock in stage one and shock in stage two, and then not in stage three and four. Yeah. 
So in really? the first half yeah. of the stage where it actually matters, your schedule is weighted significantly different. So yeah. I'm wrong. So I'm wrong. It's not going to be a full round robin between the first two stages. I don't think I so. thought it was going to be a full round robin. I, it's I, not going to be a full round robin. That's fucked up. Now that I can't stand behind. What the hell is that about? Let me let me verify. <clears> because if you are going to be playing every opponent twice in NA over the course of the entire year over four yeah, stages, that would be fair. Would yeah. make the most sense to play a full round robin mm-hmm. over twelve games between the first two stages, and then that do that again in stage three and four, another full round robin. Yeah, and Eric is bringing what, it up. For instance, Vancouver Titans is playing the San Francisco Shark twice. Oh, that is fucking stupid. Yeah. Yikes, dog. Actual yikes. Yeah. That's a yikes from me, dog. No. <laughs> Holy shit. That's egregious. I'm sorry. That is egregious. Yeah. How did you how did you fuck that up? Like you actually have a you actually have a system in NA where you can play two round robins over four stages, and you just haven't taken advantage of that. What yep. are you doing? What? Don't know. Actually, in my mind, dude, this is complex. I'm not sure if if this is a feature you can't forego based on like having to schedule the maybe it. Okay, let's 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 say if it was avoidable, it's fucking stupid. But if there's a scheduling error thing where you run into the position where this why is unavoidable? Yeah, I'm not sure if it would be. Uh, I could I could imagine. Eric, help me. Is my logic stupid? No, it's not unavoidable. It is not unavoidable. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't Trade understand what you're scheduling for. You're just playing online. So, like, why can't you just play every team once in the first half and then every team once well, again well, in the second half? Uh, because yeah. theoretically, like, maybe you run into situations where, you know, you, ha- you ne- don't always have the same amount of matches per week. So maybe you are then pairing teams differently based on that. And you deemed that to be less of an infliction. It is very complicated. I, I'll, I'll definitely like th- this is one of those situations where I don't want to go too hard because someone who's better at this sure might yeah, just say job okay, it well is. at that that point like it right. would mess it up because now you're offering up trap games or mm-hmm. like we actually can't because this team would then have to play seven matches. We would have to count it in the next stage or whatever. Maybe my logic is completely oh, why, off. Here, what? But... Why, why would you have to play seven matches? I don't get it. What, what do you mean? What is that? How do you? How would you? How, uh, how would you arrive at that, that conclusion? <clears throat> so, let me, yeah, I'm I'm not capable of logicaling this through, but if you're so okay, one complication could also come through travel of the home stands and some home stand. What might, home stands? What yeah, home stands? Um, there is none. like the Dallas fuel stuff, for instance, right? Like one game, in one, one game. Yeah. Houston and Dallas yeah. both playing in Texas. Uh, me, one game. Yeah, maybe maybe Again, I'll look like very it's stupid. It's not our jobs. Yeah. It is very weird. It's unfortunate that it happens. Uh, should it happen? Don't know. It is our, it is our job to it is our job to critique it, and, and I'm going to do that. Yeah, it's not our job to figure out as to why this is happening or why it is not happening. What we are saying it is a it is a fair critique of the league that this is you know not a fair ruling based on the schedule that you have provided. So it should be changed. I'll, I'll, I'll tinker around with it, see if there was an alternate uh, solution. Bro, brother, sure. if Vancouver plays... Oh, I'm actually going to check the schedule. Vancouver playing Shock twice in two stages in a row. What in the... Uh, they do. Yeah, that's confirmed. 
Yeah. Holy shit, it is bad. Yeah, they're borked. They're, they're kind of screwed. I'd be pissed if I was Vancouver. Now, look, Vancouver, not a very they good are. team. They're probably not going to beat Shock anyway. It's not mm. about whether they'll beat Shock or not. It's about no, the it's fact the, that their yeah. first <laughs> half of the year, stage one and stage two schedule, is so much harder than the second half of the year because you're not playing a true round robin. You're playing a, a situation where your first half of the year is way more stacked than the second half of the year. Now, that could play Ooh. to some advantages for Vancouver towards the end where it might make their ability to get into Summer Showdown a little bit easier. <laughs> they also play the range twice. But, <laughs> Seems rough, man. as we've but as we've discovered, getting into Summer Showdown, who gives a fuck? The most important part of the year was Kickoff yep. Clash getting into midseason. Because yep. that's where you get the fucking bonus points to snowball. Yeah. Yep. So Vancouver's season is ruined now. Now, now granted, because I know someone's gone out there in the fucking keyboard right now typing, no, they're probably not going to win anyway. No, they were probably not going to play make playoffs. Yeah. No, they're not going to be one of the best teams. That's not the point. The point is it wasn't fair to start with. They were both set up to fail. And then See. they were also probably going to fail anyway. But even if they were going to fail anyway, they shouldn't have been set up to fail. Yeah, if that makes but, sense. So. And I guess but, one, one, really quick, one thing we uh, got to say is their schedule in stage one was Boston, London, Florida, New York, Excelsior, the first four, four games. If you sure, get zero sure. out of yeah. that, then, you know, right. Yeah. yeah but, but I'm saying having to play like Atlanta twice or having to play Shock yeah. twice is a little bit unfair. Yeah, yeah. But you're right. I mean, look, my, my point is my point is both. They, they are both. They both failed, and they were also both set up to fail. And those two things are actually separate, but both yeah. actually happened. Uh, well, one them, but, one, what, what if they should just be better? What if they just be better? One of them is actually a point. One of them is <laughs> Vancouver's fault. The other one is not Vancouver's fault. And the the one that's not Vancouver's fault, I have a problem with. I I'm don't saying. feel bad. They just suck. They just uh, they should just spend more money. They should dive into their couch cushions and pull out more Where more pocket change. Where were you earlier I was, when I was talking about Reddit and I you weren't here? I was eating McDonald's. I'm sorry. I have to dust the Dorito dust from my fingertips. <laughs> you know you see your uh, hentai on your, through your glasses reflecting, right? You don't speak about yet. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, why do you have those? Uh, it's from my niece's birthday party. Speaking oh, of which, sense. man. Speaking of which, man. Like, it's got to be said... And this is not my opinion. I'm just making a factual statement here. Mm -hmm. But the R34 artists are, are going wild over Junk Queen. Anyway, uh, <laughs> why do I know that? Why do I know that? I don't know. Um, True. She's just, I know that because she's, I know that because she's just clear baked for that kind of content. She is just mm -hmm. legitimate bait for that kind of content. Anyway, um, don't tell me Blizzard don't know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Oh, Eric um, puts out a good point. 34th hero. It could have been an Omnic, you know. It could have just could been, have. you know, some someone that could looks have. roughly like Zenyatta, told completely asexual to anyone but objectophiles. Nope. <laughs> we had to get like Yeah. No. It's gotta be uh anyway. We see you. We see you, Blizzard. Don't don't you're not, not cool. Let's just say that some of those, so, again, not that I would know. I'm just asking for a friend. Mm. Some of the uh, some of the 3D models that are used for such despicable content mm -hmm. are such high quality that I'm like, well, how do they get access to that? Very interesting. Right. Um, <laughs> what were we talking about? What were we? Talking? I wouldn't know. I'm just asking for a friend. Um, oh, that's so bad. Um, Plato and Aristotle asked me about it. 
It's weird. Um, uh, format. Oh, sorry, we're talking about format. Yes, format. Um, even though Shit's let's whack. be clear, even though let's be clear, you know, uh, we we all know who the real content creators who were carrying the off season were. Leo we all know Based. who they really were. Uh, and I'm of course talking about the streamers that stuck along. Good on you, Flats. Mm-hmm. You guys definitely carried it, and and, and not the porn industry. Anyway, uh, sorry. What else? Uh, format. Um, yeah. <clears throat> format. Uh, I'm actually done on the format. Anything else about the format? Uh, it. I think I'm I'm charitable to the league to kind of reiterate. I think a point that you both made. Like I understand that you wanted to make a change. Um, this is too far in the wrong direction. So hopefully we can be a little bit more agile season to you know remedy that um along with other things please stop uh making us watch uh double push weeks thank you signed disgruntled fan number five yeah please just stop making us watch push period full stop thank you um that'd be nice yeah so uh let's quickly discuss meta before we move on just because it was in the notes and uh it does allow me to promote myself so you know i'm gonna be a bit of a scumbag here um and then we're going to talk about previews and we we tend to fly through the previews anyway so is what it is uh based on patch notes or what it, i believe we'll be playing in the next um mm. the next tournament cycle we should be on the current beta patch so not the beta 2 patch so recent news that we're not going to get into until the next episode uh revealed that beta 2 is coming very soon in july i believe i can't even remember the date and there's obviously going to be new content there and a bunch of stuff junker queen blah 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 overwatch league is not going to be on that patch overwatch league is going to be on the current beta patch so what you if you all remember what whatever the last patch the beta one was on may 12th i believe that is going to be the patch that stage two mid-season madness will be playing on uh to go over it very quickly i'm not going to go over everything just to very quickly briefly fly through it the changes include Brig Bash, Brig Shield Bash knockback doubled. Zingata has 225 HP and a kick. Uh, Anna got nerfed. Bionet duration decreased. Uh, Batiste got a humongous fucking buff. Yeah. From his uh, healing, his regular alt fire healing ammo increased, and then he's got this shift where his um healing what is it called the field that he heals the shift thing like regenerative burst that's right yeah yeah now heals for 50 instantly and then 50 over time instead of 100 over time and mm-hmm. the instant heal portion will be doubled on targets that are 50% or lower health so against teammates that are low you press shift they instantly get 100 hp and then start healing for 50 over time as well mm. crazy yeah, it is very good. And then, um, just because the other things need to be noted, noted here, uh, Lucio got a nerf, self-healing reduced by 30% on the crossfade. Uh, Grav nerfed from 4 seconds to 3.5, very minor. Wrecking Ball knockback increased by 36%. Winston ammo for secondary decreased. Roadhog's ultimate has been changed to a, ch- to a transformation ability instead of a channel ability, so you can't just sleep him out of it or CC him out of it. Not that there's that much CC, but what does exist can't just cancel the ultimate. Um, Sombra's movement speed during stealth has been lowered. She was pretty weak anyway, and she got nerfed again. Uh, but deserved, because I think the movement speed was pretty nuts. Speaking of which, Sprint no longer allows you to move with the passive on the DPS. And um, the visor's been changed for Soldier as well, so that 
it allows for critical hits now, but no longer has infinite fall off. Um, and the rifle damage, the left click auto attack damage, reduced two damage from twenty to eighteen. That's actually significant. That's actually a huge nerf. Um, Sojin buffed projectile width on the railgun from zero point zero five meters to zero point one, so doubled. I think that's actually really strong. Power slide cooldown reduced from seven to six, and then also uh, she has higher rate of fire and more ammo in her gun. Uh, and then Mercy got that Guardian Angel thing, which she can do a super jump now uh, based off... I don't know how... I don't ever even test it out personally. Basically, you can do a super jump now using Guardian Angel reliably. And some people complain it was like maybe too easy, it was too bullshit. I don't know. I, I, I'm not a Mercy player. I also don't care for Mercy, so... <clears throat> um, is what it is. So... Anybody uh, want to comment on that briefly, or should I just get into the tweet? Oh, go ahead. Um, no, yeah, take it. In my opinion, based on those changes, we have Anna, Lucio, Zarya nerfed. No, Zarya's nerf wasn't insane. Yeah. There's something that does exist there. The Anna nerf is pretty significant. Uh, the Lucio nerf is significant for his own survivability, but otherwise doesn't really change how he operates in the team. The big news is the Zen and Bap and Sojin buffs are huge. Zen from 200 to 225 is nutty. I gotta say, man, Zenyatta, over time from his release to now, he's been in the gym, he's been fucking True. working out and getting buff. He started on 100, did he start on 150? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I can I think one. Yeah, by Widow, right? Yeah, 150 HP, I think, on day one mm -hmm. release in beta. Oh, which, which one? Now he's on 225. Yeah. Holy fuck. Um, and then he's got a kick as well. I think the kick is, like, kind of cool. It allows him to self, you know, uh, peel. Self-peel a little bit, at least yeah. Slightly. And, um, I mean, any CC you get, that, to be honest, giving Zenyatta even minor CC allows you at a high level, so if you're a really good Zenyatta player, to get more reliable left click shots so if you kick somebody and then headshot them you can you can reliably like hit people with headshots after kicking right so that it does help you with getting damage and to actually secure kills uh you can also i guess environmental people as well if if, if that ever becomes a thing uh, i don't know if zenyatta players will be playing far enough up for that to be reliable but um yeah it's there i think the 225 hp thing is huge it's actually monstrous that's the 25 yeah. hp difference is gigantic i mean we all know from when 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 Cassidy went from two hundred to twenty five, it felt like a lot. Yeah. When Widowmaker went from two hundred one seventy five, that was a, like a lot, a big change as well. So, yeah. um, Bap's change. Oh my god, the burst healing on Bap is wild. Yeah. Ooh, it is a lot. Uh, Sojin, just more reliable damage. This combined with Soldier being nerfed is massive, because previously. Mm. Sol Sojin was really strong. Soldier was like good, but not like insane. And everyone only plays Sojin in, in, in scrims and no one plays Soldier. Uh, now I expect the opposite. Now I expect Soldier to drop off in, in, in officials and scrims because 18 damage compared to 20 is a huge cut down. Mm -hmm. Humongous. Um, and yeah, Sojin also being reliable on right click means that all the people that i saw in alpha that were insanely good at surgeon can now come back and play her again mm. guys like kai kai was so good so yeah that's a thing 
Uh, with that being the case, because Zen and Bap are so good, I expect double flex support. I do. Anna is still good, even though she got nerfed, mm. because anti-heal is still insane. Zen and Bap are both super viable. So three flex supports right at the top of the table for pick for, for pick priority. I mean, I think this is the most likely we will ever see double flex support this entire season. Uh, well, obviously, if this continues, then <sighs> the rest of the season too, but yeah. this is the start, right? This is the catalyst. Mm. So I, I'm heavily expecting it because you have double, you have uh, Zen Bap as a duo for poke compositions with Sigma being viable. Mm. You have, um, well, okay, this isn't double flexible, but you have, you have Bap and Lucio in uh, brawl compositions with Ryan that are going to be super viable. Yep. Brig Zen, super viable because Brig got a buff as well. She's actually pretty reasonable in Overwatch too. I think the pros have kind of gotten used to how to play her. Mm -hmm. uh, and Brig Zen was already getting playtime in last beta anyway, but now she'll, she'll probably get more playtime, especially mm -hmm. with Winston's minor buff. Um, and yeah, I mean, you could if you want to be super greedy, like Anna Bap as well for a healing line. Like, can you imagine the amount of burst healing with Byronade and the new sure. regenerative burst on Bap? It's fucking insane. So. Yeah, I, I said in the tweet that Zarya might be dead in the meta. Zarya meta might be dead, but I was being hyperbolic. I don't think she'll be dead dead, but I think her pick rate will go down, and not because she's not good, but because of Ryan being played. Yeah, her natural I foresee, kind of counter. I foresee an increase in Ryan gameplay yeah. because BAP enables Ryan. BAP, BAP being really good means you want to play compositions that have BAP. What are the two compositions that have BAP? Ryan and Sigma. Those are the two compositions that have BAP. And if Ryan gets played a lot, Zarya will not get played because Ryan comps beat Zarya comps currently. Yep. So that's my meta read. That's what I think will happen in the meta. That's not based on any scrims. I didn't watch any <laughs> scrims. No one's told me any scrim results. That's just purely my own personal read of the meta mm. based on patch notes. Right. Yeah, so I don't think I fit too far off. Um, I think I'm a little bit more reeled in in terms of, you know, if it's going to be double flex support or not. But I think otherwise, I think, yeah, a higher increase in Ryan, almost no Zarya. Um, and naturally following that, maybe some Doom. I don't know. It's it's a little weird. I think the one um, thing I am like confident in is like Zen Doom, maybe. Yeah. Well, if know. Ryan increases, Doom increases. Right. Because the paper, rock, paper, scissors of the comp still exist. Um, I'm also considering Doom increase for Sigma comp as well. Because the one way to get past Sigma very quickly and just get in their faces of the backline and punish a double flex support is just to run at them with a the Doom. Yeah. Or fly into them with a the Doom. Because mm -hmm. one thing that uh, that Zen BAP comp for double flex support does not do is counter the Doom. If you mm -hmm. do not run Ana, you do not have sleep. If you do not have sleep, you do not counter Doom. Yeah. So there is a consideration that even though Zambap are both strong, for even a double flick support Sigma poke composition, you might have to run either Bap Anna or Zen Anna. Mm -hmm. Just because you need something to deal with Doom. Or Winston, if they dive you. <clears throat> but I actually think, depending on the map, Ryan comp also counters Sigma. Because you just run at him. If there's flat ground, or even if there isn't, you just sim TP. You can just run at the Sigma and overpower mm -hmm. him with the Ryan. Yeah, so like I actually think most control maps. <clears throat> don't think Sigma's going to get played. Escort I, maybe is probably the big one. Even on Escort, you just TP into the Sigma. I, I, I think Ryan will probably end up being one of the most important heroes in the next meta. Which I think London is super happy about. Um, 
but glads could be happy about it as well glads are flexible enough to play everything um this is also why i think like if you're shock you need a rhine player Kaluj mm-hmm. probably can't cover it if you're valiant you need just the main tank because session only plays aria yep. if you look at just the player signings alone plus the patch notes plus what i my readers it all makes kind of sense like i I think we're all kind of on the same page here florida want a double flex support shock want a main tank that plays ryan Mm -hmm. valley want one as well it's obvious like i i I think this should be pretty accurate maybe Mm -hmm. jessica you wanted to say something i mean i cut you off i um i ask around a little and at the start of the week, at least, it looked like uh, a bunch of teams were forcing Zen. Um, and in terms of tanks, there was actually a bunch of Doom and then more Sigma than we had used to. Um, so yeah. more than just Soccer Royale, right? Where he was playing. Sure, 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 sure. Um, so take that for what you will. I think it, there's also some motivated reasoning for teams to build Zen comps. Because if you mm. go through the mental Rolodex of flex supports and how many, especially top teams that do define metas, have built their rosters, I think they have an, a natural inclination to play Zen more. And mm. I think that's also what we're seeing at the same time. I mean, that, that buff is nutty. I mean, think about it. On Shock, you have Violet Finn. Perfect for double flex support. Yeah. Exactly what you want. Like, Violet, famous for both his Zen and his Bab. Mm-hmm. Finn for his Anna, but absolutely good at Zen as well. Haven't seen as much Bap on Finn because it was never really meta in Korea. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, but it doesn't matter because Violet will play her anyway. So, shock already, you know, they got their main tank. They got their double flex support players. I don't think you're going to get better shock meta. This is a perfect shock meta. I think they're one of the biggest teams that win from this meta in terms of uh, what they want. I think there's a potential for Dallas to be a little bit handicapped here from not having a second flex support. This is where it's going to bite them a little bit. Chiro's bat needs to be very good. Otherwise, Field is going to have to do most of the work. Um, that being said, maybe Dallas could just run permanent Ryan comps with Chiro Lucio, you know, and Fearless just comes in and play Ryan and Harmon's now benched. Which uh, will not be good for Harmon's MVP fantasy <laughs> if he just gets perma bench for this meta. Mm. But I mean, Zarya pick rate's about to go down quite a lot. But that being yeah. said, Sigma pick rate goes up. But then again, that being said, again, if you want to play Sigma, you need double flex support, and they don't have a second flex support. So either Chio gets good, or I don't know. Uh, Glad's win big. They already so, have shoe skewed. They already proved. I think last year, I think they were the best double flex support team last year. They were also one of the only double flex support teams, but Skew's versatility is unmatched mm. from bouncing between heroes like Brig and Zen at the same time. It's just so important. Space, Sigma, obviously, we know that's that's really good. Um, expecting Sig- expecting Space to get a lot more playtime this, this stage for sure. Mm. Uh, stage one, I think it was just all Rhino. Like you barely saw Space. Came in for a couple of circuits. Now I expect Space to be on several maps. If Glads want to run poke, which they should because they have shoe skewed. Like when you have shoe skewed, you should be looking to play poke. <clears throat> yes, sir. Hard to match. And Bebe, you might actually legitimately see Bebe. <laughs> True. Yeah. 
like no cap you you may actually see baby as crazy as that sounds oh boy i can't wait that's gonna be interesting Mm. god some teams will suffer but i think some teams will also adapt by playing non double flex support comps Mm -hmm. teams that don't have two flex supports will probably lean towards like a lucio anna or a lucio's Mm -hmm. Briggs in, so they'll lean towards either Briggs in or Lucio Anna or Lucio Bat yep. or specific comps. So, they're not that screwed. And, you, know, I, you know, there's still options. I don't think, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be ringing the death knell for Dallas or anything like that. I think they yeah. can easily adapt, but I just think, like, there's definitely going to be one comp that they can't play as well as others just because they don't have oh, two sure. great flex support players like some teams do. <clears throat> Or in the case of New York, Yesco would tell you they have no they have no good flexibles players. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that uh maybe Yesco's saying it. I'm trying to put words in Yesco's mouth. All right, final he thoughts before we move bad. on. Who can play some bad? Gangnam Jun. I'm fine with that. Just bad okay. out. Are you gonna meme on him for his windows? For his alt placement? For sure. Should we talk about the uh, the little quip that we have in our watch? I feel parties? like we I feel like we did, but TLDR for anybody who doesn't you know tune in for the watch parties, definitely come join us. It's a barrel of fun. Um, Yiska has gotten in the habit of playing Gangnam Style by Sai every time there is a terrible ultimate in, on the broadcast because of Gangnam Jin um, and his less than stellar um, sound barrier usage. So yeah. Dude, I I know he will be a great dad because he would never beat his kids. Like, <laughs> like this man. He went there. He went there. He, this man can't hit the wide side of a barn. Like, so often, just like his main tank dies, and mm. it's like almost a celebration of like confetti, you know, like he's dead, and then the the sound barrier never reaches the tank, dying. And Callan's just like, ah, oh, that's my life, I guess. Yep. He's just on Love ping, that. right? That's what happens when you play for me. <laughs> that's the excuse. Okay. Predictions that's time. New York right. is in here. So uh, New York is actually in here twice. So Yusko, you enjoy that. First mm-hmm. up, Florida versus London. Oh, snap. Back to reality. What do we got here? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah, that's a hard Who one. has to take? It is. This would not have been that hard last stage, but this stage, yeah. I think it is hard. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. hard. Um, because, because I think Ryan's going to be fucking good. So. Yep. I think London uh, jumped out early, got a lot of good practice on, on a comp that looks to be very, very meta-favored, uh, let's say. Um, I, I don't doubt that Florida will adapt very well. I think they're a very well-built team. I think someone is a absolute nutter butter. Mm. Um, however, London probably is going to be upsetting this. I'm going to say three two. London Spitfire wins. In in my head, it's like yes, they played a bunch of Rhine, but like playing Rhine with Zen sidelines is a different beast. It feels like it is different. No, no arguments there. So like you almost need to revisit your positional play and how you uh, take engagements, possibly even rotations, possibly where you hold defensively, where you set up your Zen. 
Sure. I, I think I'm so. more charitable to that than having teams that <sighs> haven't necessarily had a lot of playtime on. Ryan, pick that up. I feel like London starts from a better floor than Florida does. I'm going 3-2 Florida. Reasonable. This is a close one. It's tough. I'm going 3-1 Florida. No, I've landed on my belief is that Gumba, don't let me down. Do not let me down, Gumba. That I believe career coaching difference. No, I believe <laughs> that uh, Doomfist Briggs in is the truth as well. Ryan is good, but Doomfist Briggs in can outplay the Ryan comp several different ways. One, Doomfist shits on BAP. You want a lamp? Let me just punch people out of the lamp. What are you going to do now? Right. Um, you want a regen burst? Let me just punch people out of the range of that too. Nice. Um, fuck, man. Yeah, Briggs Zen could be really good. Genji's still good. Tracer's still good. I mean, dude, the, the only the only way this, this comp gets any better is if Sombra was actually a good hero and Ball was playable. Sure. If you yeah. could play if you could play Ball, Sombra, Tracer with Briggs in, this would be fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. Um but even without that How much do I trust Hydron Tracer, Checkmate Genji to carry them across the line, assuming they do play that? My problem with my problem with Florida is if they try and play the Ryan Mirror, I think they lose. Mm -hmm. And I think Florida's coaching staff is smart enough to understand that if they try and play the Ryan Mirror, they probably lose. So I think they don't play the Ryan Mirror, they play the Ryan Counter. And if they play the Ryan Counter, I think Doom Briggs End could be good enough to beat it. So I'm gonna go yeah, I'm gonna go Florida three one. Okay. Again, depends on if Gumba lets me down or not. What is the coaching <laughs> staff read? What what is their read? Sure, sure. Are they going to get baited? Are they going to get baited by Christopher and Hardy being like, hey, play right into us? And Gumba's like, yeah, let's do it. And someone plays Ryan and he gets shot on by Hardy. Mm. You know? So this is going to be a coaching staff battle. Like, to me, this is not a battle of the, the five players versus the five players in the field. This is a battle of the Gumba versus Christopher, in my opinion. Mm. Okay. Gotcha. I like and, I think Gumba's, and I think Gumba's smart. I think Gumba's smart enough not to get baited here, so... I expect them to counter comp. That's my read. Uh, we happy with that? Did Joe go? Joe went. Yep, I've got London. Dallas Shock. I got Shock, yeah. I think, sh well, actually, how much do I trust Mikey off the bat? Mm -hmm. Oh, That's it's hard. I don't, I don't know I Mikey. Well. Pro the problem is I don't know Mikey. I don't know him. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen him play. Can you trust the stranger? Know? Hmm? Can you trust What's a stranger? Can I trust a stranger? Yeah. Would you walk up to a stranger in a game spot and just give your <laughs> <laughs> Okay, this, this it's a inside joke, but it's inside joke, yeah. Can you make friends okay. in Australia, Avril? Can I walk up to somebody at a Starbucks and just like make small talk? Are we going there like, now? Hey, Are we going there? No, no, we're not. No, we're not. Could. Just just you could if you wanted to. Okay, no, no, okay. Here's one example. Because we found out peculiar differences in cultures. And um, so Americans are sociopaths. But yep. that's what we found out. So we have different scenarios. Let's say you sit down in a train and someone sits next to you, right? 
and you're doing the normal things you do on a train and that person strikes a conversation. Is that awkward or is that okay? Depending on how attractive that person is. <laughs> Base. And, I mean, and, you're not wrong. And see, that, that's the problem is I literally just said the most based answer possible. You don't fucking lie to yourselves. You know yeah. it's true. You yes. know it's true. You guys want to know the difference between creepy and flirting? Literally how attractive the person is. If you're ugly, it's creepy. If you're if you're beautiful, it's flirting. That's literally the difference. But yeah, so you agree that like if someone strikes a conversation, then there is an intention behind that beyond just wanting to connect to a fellow person. Your expectation would be like someone's flirting with it's me either, or trying to rob it's me. Either, it's, either, it's either someone there's like some sort of... Somebody wants something. At the end of yes, the day, somebody wants someone something. Someone wants something, yes. I don't no. know why we're in this conversation, but no, we're going to because it. Joe is just like not from this world and thinks it's just like a nice thing. So to here's do. what just... people want. Here's what people want. You either want, you're either just lonely as fuck and you just you're bored. You're you're bored and you're looking for something to do. Right? You still, some, even, even if, leave a comment even, below if you think both of these people are closeted gamers that don't go out and touch grass enough. <laughs> like people, He's so people salty. Outside, people outside of America just don't do that as often. There we go. I'm not going to get into it. There you know what go. I think is flirting? You know who I think is going to be flirting? I think Fearless is going to be flirting with the San Francisco Frontline when they slap them no, up. No, 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 we're not getting off this, and but you're they're, losing. They're going to be winning. They're going to be winning 3-1. They have history on it. I think Shock slow, no. starts slow. Their coaching staff has done so in the past. Dallas is going to be running Ryan and running it all over the Shock. That's very I socially respect. awkward of you. <laughs> I respect I respect that Yisker is trying to extend the podcast length. He's got nothing else. He's got nothing else to do today after Correct. this. So he's like, you know what? I'm just gonna extend this podcast a little bit longer. Yeah. Um It's also just to get one over on Joe, you know. I felt like yeah. you 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 had your comeuppance. You were high on right. your social kite and now it took you down a peg. By you, introducing whatever, you to, whatever you need to sleep better at night. <laughs> I will be that martyr for you. <laughs> that would be a great time here. You know how, how much time you spend on that discussion, Avril? It's actually unreasonable. What we found out is it's very normal for Americans, apparently normal for uh, people from New Zealand or that particular person we asked. Really? It's very unnormal uh, for like Central or Northern Europeans. People in New Zealand don't do that. In fact, New Zealanders have a reputation for being a little bit standoffish. Okay. Which is why I, which is why I walk around with an ego. No, I don't. I, I but it looks like I do. No, I do. No, I don't know. Anyway, um, <clears throat> I don't know. So who wins, guys? Shocker fuel. The who truth wins? is, the truth Isn't is, I'm too. I'm actually too like depressed to have match. an ego. It's not possible for me to have an ego because I'm actually depressed. I suffer from depression, and I don't think depressed people can have an ego functionally. So I, I therefore. Mm. Medically, I do not have an ego. Anyway, um, I, I want to go shocked. I desperately want to go shocked, don't I? But I just don't know about Mikey. I don't know. I'm sure he's fine, but I, I've never seen him play. I don't know where to put him. So there's a real chance that if they go Ryan, they just get slapped by Fearless. Like Fearless just dunks on this kid. But maybe they don't. Maybe they just play Kaluj. <laughs> Which one is more beautiful? This guys? is a trap game. This is a trap game. This is a hundred percent a trap game. Because, be. Start of a because, because 
you want to go shock here because you're like, oh man, the Violet Finn double flex support. But then you know that Dallas, there's a there's a real chance that both these scenarios are true. Mm-hmm. Dallas could come out and just fucking destroy the shock. But also, shock could just come out and just destroy Dallas field. Both true. are so equally true that it's a complete trap, this game. Fuck. <laughs> oh, I trust... Fuck it, I trust Rush a little bit more. I, I go with Dallas. I trust Rush. And also because Fearless is proven, and I don't know anything about Mikey. I, I can't I can't put my faith into a player that I haven't seen before. It's nothing against him. It's just I haven't seen him, so I can't do it. Um, True. And even if they do play Kluge, I don't think they can play Sigma Double Flex every map. I don't think so. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm going to have to go Dallas here. 3-1. Fuck it. We are unfortunately still in the... Um the stock recession for the San Francisco shock. Mm. The market correction is still ongoing. And I also think, okay, this is a weird take after like Dallas Fuel once again shit the week one bed. But in my mind, this is still a team that's good early in a meta because they usually define it. But okay. if the preseason goes too long, then people either copy better or find better solutions to their uh, proposition. And then just get the one up until they then course correct, right? So I think, like, I feel like Dallas will have a pretty strong understanding here. I actually expect them to play a bunch of Doom. Um, Dallas? Yeah. And it's it's going to be a good match. I expect that much. Mm -hmm. A good match doesn't always have to be a 3-2. Sorry? I think say three one Dallas. What about a three zero good match? Is that possible? Yeah, theoretically, those I think are it rare, is. but yeah, they they happen sometimes. Okay, okay. It's a battle. Shall we move on? Yes. Mm. New York, Washington. Yiska, you love New York. You can go first. True. I do yeah. love New York. Don't don't make me a hater. Um, I love hater here. <laughs> I love the justice here, though. Um, Ooh. Ooh, that's a strong word. You love? Yikes. Ooh. I feel like Mag is just going to bang Kelly in the neutral. Something <laughs> fierce. Okay. Um, I think that DPS line is way more well put together at the mm-hmm. moment. Um... And then we don't have to talk about the backline and the way the Justice... Yeah, unfortunately, the Justice was just a better team. It's stage one. They continue to be a better team on paper for me, considering, like, I had to reevaluate how good Kallen is. Mm. Um, At least, you know, playing in this team. Sure. Um, I'm going 3-1 Justice. Ditto. A lot of the same reasons. I think Mag's gonna break out the Rhine. I think they have shown, you know, again, we look at last season, you know, the woeful team, the the budget Dallas Fuel. Um, some of these players do have a lot of uh, experience playing uh, what comps we've kind of pre-established as, you know, meta-favored. Um, so yeah, I think Justice have a, a leg up here. I don't really expect New York to get it together. Um, Man. They're kind of donezo, garbanzo. See you later next season. Try better. I don't know. It sucks. Washington wins. I I so badly want to find a way to to go for New York. Yeah, I really sure. do. But I just can't. 
Yeah. Like, I don't think Washington are a reliable team. Nope. But they're still, they should still just outskill New York for the most part. Because you're right. It's Mag versus Miniature Mag. You know, Krillin is Mini Mag at the end of the day. And I'd rather just take the real Mag. Yeah. Um, fuck. Yeah, and Decay is a factor. Happy is a factor. Assassin apparently take, is a factor too. Yeah, I take all three of them over Floriaki. Even the backline is not, it's pretty reasonable. Like, Krill and Opener have been fine. They've been good. Mm. At least they have a real main support. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think I have to. I have to go for Justice. I think, I think. The problem is, man, this hurts because I know there's a chance that Justice can throw this game. Oh, for sure. But I'm, yeah. in my mind, the reason I still go for Justice is because they should be still so much better than New York that even if they are playing poorly, Justice, in theory, should still win. Mm. So I'm going to go 3 2 Justice. I don't think Justice do this cleanly at all, but they do win. For sure. Toronto, London. Ooh. Ooh, baby. Any initial thoughts? London plays Ryan. What did Toronto do? Let me think about this. What do Toronto do if London play plays Ryan? Poorly. Hell no, they don't. They play Doomfist poorly. Who plays the Doomfist on this team? Muse? Muse. They did just lose KDG. Does that upgrade the team or downgrade the team? I've always been of the, the mind that internal strife is never a good thing initially. I think you can However, grow out of it. But... If the strife causes Finale and Muse to be upset, and now Finale and Muse are no longer upset, <laughs> does that improve the team? Possibly. 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 <sighs> with this meta, though. I don't know. He thinks not. He thinks London opens the week 2-0. Charong Briggs are really fucking good. Could they play Briggs in? With Finale and... Oh, are they even going to play Finale? They keep playing although, and I think Finale's better. This should not be as hard as it is for me to decide. Does Yuska have anything while I'm, while, while, while I'm still thinking? Uh, I mean, the the sort of dynamic of like a team that might be unshackled from a passive play style is not to be underestimated. I feel like Toronto has a power play here. So... Um, Yeah, unfortunately, I have to say this is a 3-1 Toronto. Interesting. Yeah. I, I want to I go, go for London. I feel like I want to go for London. Yeah, I do not trust it's this like, front line. But can... Who's front line? Toronto's. You don't? I think you we've seen Muse is... on Winston be, you know, exemplary. I think that you can't take that away from him. Um, I didn't really care for his Reinhardt. I don't really care Matt to see Bulls, how. We? We are not changing I Matt Bulls, correct? couldn't tell you, to be honest. I would have guessed not. Would be my guess. I haven't seen an announcement for it. So I assume we're not changing Matt Bulls. Yeah. I think you see some hot Basigma. 
And uh, outside of that, it's a little rough. Oh it's man, rough. no, I think London have. I think of London have more to work with here. Uh, I don't trust Toronto's dive to be good enough. Oh no. Oh, why? Why is it hard? Why is it hard? I'm gonna take a risk. I'm gonna take a risk. London three one. This is gonna be a risky pick for me. This is gonna be my risky pick of the week. I promise I don't hate you, London. I just think. <clears throat> You, you know what it's no, like do. to be unchecked. Shut up. You think they're not beautiful, and you think they're weird when they talk to you at Starbucks. Shut up. Next game. Joe, here's the, here's the problem, yeah. though. is If someone is attractive enough, you won't care if they're weird or not. Like, it overrides the weirdness, right? True. So, you could be, you could be like, genuinely creepy and say, like, some really fucking creepy things, but if you're just so fucking attractive, it actually doesn't matter. That's the uh, that's the that's the truth of the world. Anyway, uh, got him, Joe. Told you. Dang, um, crazy. Shucks. So how about this Boston game? Isn't that crazy? We have a map, some matches. Weird. I think Boston loses. Next. Mm, but by how much? Uh, I have this Atlanta three one. I give them a map. Still, so you're still gonna give them a map. You haven't done any three twos or three O's. You've just gone three one the whole time. Uh, London three two over Mayhem three one okay. three one three two over Toronto. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, weird. Right. That's so very socially you, awkward. You, you haven't done three. I know it's. You still haven't bizarre. done three zeros. You still haven't done any three zeros. We're getting there. Can, don't I, worry. can I change your mind to give this one a three zero? Hmm. Present your case. Atlanta are just going to beat Boston, so 3-0 to me, please. Sounds good. I'm going to stick with mine. <laughs> um, yeah, I think Atlanta are more flexible mm -hmm. across the board okay. on everything. And OG UV can actually do Bapzen Baps together as well. Uh, and Hawk being a starter is really start is really good here because, okay, he doesn't have the Ryan, but he he naturally has Sigma Doom, mm -hmm. which is pretty reasonable for this meta. Okay, Yiska. Three zero Atlanta, they're on a roll now. It's over. They're back to it. Three zero Atlanta. Yeah, I also think like. Again, Kai, I thought was, in my opinion, the best surgeon that I saw early on. Uh, he might not be anymore. Other players might have caught up or been uh, overtaken him, but I, I believe in the Kai surgeon. I believe that Orlando go in that direction. He's going to be a monster. So, mm. <clears throat> I would say initially, at least, there wasn't that much much surgeon yet. So we'll see how that develops. But I could definitely, yeah. You're, you're talking about this patch, yeah? Yes. Obviously, okay. Yeah, Vancouver yeah. Gladiators, D pay. Versus face. Three O gladiators. I'm sorry, mm -hmm. there's just nothing Vancouver can really do here. Yeah. Yeah. This is where initially I was, you know, giving Depay maybe the benefit of the doubt, but talking through more of the meta, you know, I still don't think any kind of like weird or creative. Or, uh, I don't care what meta it is. I yeah. don't see how Vancouver beat gladiators in any meta. Yeah. No, they you definitely don't name, win. You can name any five heroes off the Overwatch roster for me. And I don't think there's a meta that there's not there's not a combination yeah. of five heroes that Vancouver can play 
that you could say that this is the meta that gladiators would be worse than vancouver on right i don't think there is yep so yeah 3-0 yep. for me <sighs> do vancouver announce any new players nope was there a rumor of another tank coming in or am i that was preseason yeah mirror right yeah jesus christ <laughs> Okay. Wouldn't be shocked. Wouldn't be shocked. You uh, is anyone not going three O lads? No? no. Everyone three O? Cool. Houston, Washington. Could be an interesting game. Yeah. Yeah, this one's tough. Um, it really comes down to how applicable the Doomfist is. I do agree that on really? select points, uh it should pick, be a little my, bit better than my double flex yeah, my double I don't support. think that's going to be as run as much personally. Um, not not as big of a fan of the double flex most of the time, especially okay. with one less tank. Um, escort, I see it a lot personally. Um, but yeah, I'm going to say this is justice. I feel like they have a better uh, not read. I think that's wrong to say, but I, I think they start with the ideal comp this early on in the meta. I think that they're going to be running Ryan. I think it's going to be very straightforward. I think Houston has a lot of burden of proof to kind of like outskill them or out coordinate them in a lot of ways, um, which is possible. Certainly possible. I think this one is a little bit more narrow than some of these other games, um, but I have this going justice this way. Three, one. Ouch, bro. Breaking news. No, um, <laughs> oof. He really keeps losing the gulags, does he? What do we do? What are we doing here, guys? I mean, just so, read it. advise me. Someone advise it's, me of what we're doing here. It's difficult because this is breaking, but apparently Adam has just tweeted in response to the Florida Mayhem's announcement, uh, quote, his words, not mine. Uh, you guys didn't have the respect to drop me in person, and now you're trying to hide it without an actual announcement. Come on, ellipses, end quote. Take from that. To be honest, to be honest, though, Joe, that could not be your quote anyway, because you it would be weird for you to say you guys dropped me. I'm like, you, did you get dropped from the Florida Mayhem, Joe? I, I don't know. Just, you know, scrubbing so. <laughs> any kind of remote doubt from the absolute brainlets that are in Reddit and or YouTube comment section. Uh, para paraphrase Adam from Oz. Wow. Fuck you, Florida. In paraphrase. That about do it? That about right? <laughs> yeah, great job. Doesn't seem amicable, is what we'll say. It does not seem mm. like an amicable, amicable split. But uh, the good news is there's not going to be a week-long court trial that all the Twitch streamers True. are going to stream over this. True. That's the only good thing we're going to get. Nice. Um. Hmm. Yeah. Justice Houston. Anybody else have any takes on this? I actually want to go Houston here. Okay. Why's that? Really, you're do. allowed to. You're valid and beautiful. Because if you talk to me at a GameStop, I wouldn't think it's awkward. Because we know each other. There you go. That's if we found if we both found each other at a GameStop. Either we both agreed to be there to meet up for some why I don't know why we're meeting at the GameStop. Yeah. Or 
I don't know. We're, we're somehow both in the same locale. And we both decide to go to a GameStop again. Mm-hmm. Don't know why either of us are at a GameStop. Right. True. But uh, but talking to someone you don't know in a GameStop is socially awkward, right? Just say it. Dang. So isn't, we ran. Isn't we ran, we randomly oh, met each other. We geez. randomly met each other in a blockbuster. Yeah. Um. That wouldn't be awkward. I'd be, you know. Hey, what are you, what are you, what, what, which DVD, sorry, which VHS are you renting out? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> As, uh, I go Houston because I think this is the, I think this is the game where, where, where if, if Washington are falling apart, they get exposed here. I mm. don't think New York are good enough to expose them, but I think Houston are legitimately. Okay. I'm going very, I'm going very, meta here i'm not talking about the overwatch meta i'm talking about like i'm talking about washington being a super unreliable team and that this is the this is the exact type of game on their calendar mm-hmm. that could just screw them because i think doom dive with briggs in could be really good here mag probably won't play the ryan into that will he but if he does it can be counterable pigma double flex is perfect for houston it's like three out of five of their players on like their best positions and best roles, best heroes. Um, and Pelican could just do anything. I think Pelican's the best player in that server. Ten players, Pelican's the number one player there, hundred percent. Sure. Um. Shit. Yeah. Fuck. I do. I do just want to. Maybe I'm getting baited by Houston, but I think Doom's a good hero, potentially a good hero in the next meta for a dive. I think Sigma's good here. Ah, I'm doing it. I just don't trust Washington enough. I don't. Mm. Like Custer says, you know, it's just hard to trust them. No, I'm going to go Houston. Yeah. Three, three, two, because uh, not every map will be good for Doom and Sigma. So Houston, three, two. Mm. Yes, guy. Yeah, I, I don't think there's there's too much uh, fight in me. If if Sigma is sorta playable, then this is just about one of the only matters where I like. If I hear Doom and Sigma is playable, I'm like, boy, that sounds like Houston to me. Um, mm. So yeah, I think I'm going three one Houston here. All right. Any objections with the Glad's Paris? Feel like it's pretty pretty clean. No, that's no? Mr. Clean, yeah. Mr. Clean. Mr. Proper, for all the German listeners. Avril, any thoughts on Glad's Eternal? Man, I feel bad for Paris. Yeah, it's a tough one. It's a, not an easy one. Zero six team, you know, when are they going to get their win? Mm-hmm. Not going to be this game. Yeah. Nope. No, I can't do it. Is there a map that Glad's just randomly lose? I think Glads are a consistently good enough team now. That's not going to happen. So no, three zero. Now this one could be a little bit more interesting. Rain fuel. We see the honorable Ryan duel between Fearless and Gator, or do we see a little bit more Hawk with the Sigma and the Doom? I say fuel. What do you guys think? I say fuel. You say Dallas. Fuel Dallas. Dallas. Fuel Dallas. Dallas. That's the name of the team, right? Yeah. Um. Evil name. Ah, 
Yeah, I think Dallas covers more ground. I I, I like Atlanta, but I think no. Mm-hmm. Do I hang on? Mm, but Sojin's probably not being played as much yet. Fuck no. Yeah, no. I think the one area Atlanta would have an advantage over Dallas is Kai. But okay. no. But what does Kai play in this meta? That is. If he's not playing a, a soldier, question, yeah. what is he playing? Is he playing Sim with with Ryan? Could be. Gator Ryan. Is he doing Sim Gator Ryan? Is he doing? Reaper? No, that's Nero's hero. So what the hell is Kai gonna play? Do we do we assume that Nero's May? Any chance for that? Then what does Kai play? Cassidy? Reaper, Cassidy, Sojourn. Maybe Sojourn, yeah. If he does play Sojourn, I think he I think he I think he's gonna be really good. Sure. I call me crazy, but okay, Edison's Reaper's really good, but what I still don't know if he's what the other picks. I, 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 mm. Is Reaper the only thing he can play? I don't know. Like I don't know what Edison's other picks looks like right now. Gurrier sure. has been reasonable on the Widowmaker, but I think he's still young, has some confidence issues. Mm-hmm. I'm not too sure. Like, I mean, I think he has the capability to maybe outplay Kai. But mm-hmm. did they play against each other? They did, didn't they? In a kickoff. Yeah, I believe so. Did he beat Kai? I, I, am I forgetting? I'm forgetting, aren't I? Mm. Yeah, he did. They played circuit. They must have played each other. <sighs> I should go Dallas here, but I'm trying to find a reason to go Atlanta. <laughs> I should go Dallas here, but I'm trying to find a reason. Is there? A well, if you th- if you think that Sojourn is a little bit more viable, then maybe people are letting on. Maybe if you think uh, UV can, you know, UV and OG can double double flex it up a little bit, where Dallas is going to struggle, could be. Is it crazy that on an individual level, I kind of want to go for Atlanta, except the tank line I think is stronger in Dallas. The tank line for sure is stronger in Dallas. Yeah, I don't think it's... But the other well. positions are a lot more even. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Again, this is the, this is day three of, you know, an opening meta. You know, these predictions are subject to change. You know, it's it's just kind of sussing out the possibility of, you know, where the game could be headed. Jessica, any thoughts? I think I'll just go down. I think I'll, uh, for safety, I'll, oh, this is one I'll get wrong for sure. Dallas 3-1, <laughs> fuck yeah, I'm okay. going the same, but with okay. considerably less of a bad feel. And then uh-huh. if it doesn't happen, that's fine too. I think. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I like your I like your Bob Ross approach. Okay. You know, what, it's a happy life. Just described what Yiska just described yeah. is he's about to walk up to somebody in a GameStop and he's thinking, mm. "Look, I could either talk to this random stranger at GameStop and it's going to be a great conversation, or it won't be, and they don't want to talk to me, and and I won't think too much of it because I didn't have any Isn't expectations." Isn't that wild? Isn't that crazy? Weird that. Anywho. Yes, go continue. I would shoot that person because I think I'm getting robbed. Um, you spot the weirdo. I sorry, don't know. do you do you do you either open or close carry a gun to GameStop? What are you doing? I mean, I'm both open carrying in anticipation of being flirted with, and open carrying in anticipation of getting robbed. Mm. Protecting that virginity. Keep it high and tight, my friend. It's grown back several times now. <laughs> I'm All right, a, so it doesn't sound like there's too much to say. I'm, with a, I'm, an, Atlanta. Over, I'm an Overwatch fan, you know? It, yes, we know. Like, we know. You've been here for a while. Florida. Yeah. Toronto, Florida. Yes. 
Any takers for Toronto? Because I feel like this is a Florida in a pretty clean fashion. This is double points too, so keep in mind. No, I don't. I don't know that this is clean. I don't know that this is clean. Okay. What do you think? How do you think? Where does it go? Oh, Avril is thinking hard again. I'm tempted to go Toronto. Why is that? I'm I'm thinking really hard about what my opening line is when I walk up to the stranger in GameStop. Mm. I just go with a casual hello, or is that just too casual? That sounds it sounds like mm. I'm hiding something, or do I just tell them what I want straight off the bat? That's very honest, but it might be a little bit too aggressive. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so I'm going to really think about this one. I want to go Toronto, but. I should follow my instinct. Toronto three two. I think it'll be a close game. I'm gonna follow my instinct here. No, I do believe. I actually do think, with Moby Dick at the helm, Chorong Twilight still being monstrous, Muse's dive is good. The DPS line is a big problem for me. They have to nail who's playing what. Um, and actually, if they do something like a Ortho Tracer, maybe Finale Genji dive, that could work. And I, I want to trust that Moby Dick will make the right calls. Uh, it's a risky pick, but my gut feeling says 3-2 Toronto. Yeah, I, I I ride the high of this like situation. I believe teams that had previous struggles uh, making a significant change very often find themselves quickly. I think that might happen again here. I already was pretty high on Toronto then. I think this is actually going to be a great match because reasonably from what we've seen, you should go Florida. Add the helium or the gas that Toronto has gotten here. 3-2 to Toronto. Yeah, we're on the same page. Uh, we'll get back to Joe when he returns from babysitting. True. Let's go for next. Big true. Big true. Um, Boston Shock. Oh, is there any way Boston does anything here? Or is this a 3-0? I'm just going to go 3-0 Shock. No, actually, I'll lie. I'll go 3-1 Boston. I think Boston are not entirely a team that will be out of contention. But I think this should be a Shock win. Actually, you know what? I think Boston go up 2 and then Shock reverse sweep. Shock 3-2. Why are you so evil? The... the <clears throat> I mean... You sound like someone who would see someone stand at a subway with like a... Oh, we've changed locales now. We're, we're out of the GameStop. We're now into a subway. Go on. And that per that person has like a game convention paraphernalia <laughs> on, you know, like a ticket or whatever. <laughs> and you'd go like, that person likes games. Let us let me talk to him and connect while not being socially awkward. That's truly evil. Just let me eat okay. my Subway sandwich, you know? It's... It, it, Sorry, am I walking up to somebody in the queue or somebody in that's sitting down at a table eating? In the queue. So the let me eat my sub, Subway sandwich doesn't quite work. That logic doesn't apply because you, um, you don't have a sandwich I yet. mean, I, I have to go through the logistics of what my taste buds require in that moment when I'm about to order, right? Like, it's not a non-trivial task. If I'm ordering a Subway sandwich, I'm kind of stressed out. I think my line would be... Are you interested in my footlong? Sorry, are you interested in a footlong? <laughs> um, 
Is it me? I quite like the meatballs. <laughs> is <clears throat> it me or like, you know how a bunch of um, like business models have now been like the maximum customization of like uh, food or drink choices, right? So you like, I'm standing in Starbucks and I just go, please put everything on my sub. I'd like Italian bread grilled. What sauce? Grilled. Oh. Uh, chipotle. And then that's that's it. But also, when I'm in Starbucks and I'm driving up to, you know, the drive-thru, I'm sweating, dude. I'm like, oh my God, what, what was it called, man? I, I, there's two beverages. The other person I'm with told me what I should order. I forgot. Fuck. And then it's like, you can't even say big or medium. You have to memorize the name um, of Venti. It's called Venti. And then you go, have to, like, and then, you know, a good 25% of the time, I actually don't get the order that I specifically ordered because the person on the other side of the telephone also doesn't know what it's mean, what it means. And it, everyone suffers, you know? Like the high but customization unlike, is not unlike unlike the other example we talked to strangers. This one's a required conversation because you you must yes. converse with the person yeah. on the other side. Doesn't it order. suck? Doesn't it suck? I, that's why, like when I go to McDonald's, for instance, I either order via my phone or order at the counter. I don't want to talk to a person. They make errors. I don't. I don't want to talk to a person unless they're wearing gaming paraphernalia. <laughs> no, not even then. <laughs> The, the, okay, here's the correct way to socially engage with other people. Okay, you ready for this? You are already in your social group, and someone brings a new person in with their prior oh, social approval, approved. therefore limiting the amount of horniness or danger emitting from them. And then you can engage with that person. Another way to socially engage with a person is to build comfort within by showing up at the Ow. same location several times in in order to <laughs> familiarize like just no you like you know i what? i wouldn't talk to my kebab guy <sighs> the first time but if i am there the fourth time i'm starting a little chat because that person has gotten my business very often and it's nice you know or if i'm at a barber shop I won't chat with uh, with a woman cutting my hair if I have a cut my hair the first time. At the third time, I'm warming up. I'm getting social. We're bo both developing a little report. I remember she told me about her kids having it during COVID. Her name is blah, blah, blah. I, I do all the checks and balances before I walk in. I re specifically request her. I've built a relationship there. I didn't annoy anyone. I, s I, I slowly turned up the temperature, you know? Like a good Northern European so, word. So, sorry, how many maps are you giving to Boston again? <laughs> zero. So three zero. Got you. <laughs> yep. Paris, New York. Yep. I so badly want to give Paris this. Can I give Paris this game? God, I so badly want to give Paris this game. Why do you hate New York, man? I don't. I'm trying to... I, I, I will probably give this game to New York, but I'm trying to find... I'm trying to look at the opposite position to see if there's a way I can give it to the other team. <clears throat> My default position is that I will give this to New York. Mm -hmm. But I have to battle against myself. 
which if you think about it is a very meta commentary to make because you know fighting my own demons and whatnot but yes to to Talk find to out if there's a way uh to find out if there's a way to do this hmm Las Vegas Eternal versus New York Excelsior. Let me think about this. Man. I have this is a very winnable game for Paris. Let it be clear. This is a super winnable game for Paris. Mm-hmm. And I think for the storylines. He's narrative picking. I'm narrative picking now. I've entered, I've exited all logic and analysis, and I've entered the Disney anime zone. Come on. The dreaded Disney anime zone. Do you have a take? Oh my god. New York is going to win this, aren't they? Someone's just currently washing their dishes, going like, come on, man. Just is Glister... Is... Well, you, why don't you give them an answer then? What's your answer? Three one, uh, New York. Fuck. <laughs> can Glista carry this team? Can Glista do it? What can Glista play? What can Glista do? Yeah, what's what's the? I gotta I gotta get this answer before concerned. the last dishes in the is has been washed. Mm-hmm. Someone's reaching for their clothing pegs right now, putting hanging up their washing. Mm-hmm. Um. No, you're right. This is going New York, isn't it? Shit, you're right. No, this is definitely going New York. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. It's going to go 3-2 New York as well, just to break the, just to break Paris's hearts. Yep. Yep. Unfortunately, true. Next. Okay. I'll give you the speed version. Prediction. I got a prediction. I got okay. a prediction. I think Joe goes Paris. Oh, yeah. He's the type of person to do that, right? That's exactly the type of person you don't want to meet in a GameStop. <laughs> Smelly opinions. Um, I mean, this is a this would be a miracle, bro. Nah, this is Houston. No. Do I? Do you give them a it's map Houston. though? I think I would. I think I'll give this three-one Houston. Okay, then I'm going three-zero. All right, That's, you're probably right. You're probably more likely to be right. But we've seen Vancouver get a map off a shock it's not impossible yeah. I, I think like Vancouver are not a very good team but they're not so disastrous they can't even pick up maps yeah is my position no I don't think they're that bad I think it's just not I think uh, they've been practicing under deep in, uh, eight days nine days one two three from New well, York I'm just to counting Germany. the matches sorry I wasn't, I wasn't counting the days I was counting the matches right um, I was quoting a banger from the 90s. Alright, where are we at? What are we doing? What was we the done? last you team you run. remember printing? What was the last team you remember printing? Because I don't know where you were. Uh, like three, Again, three matches ahead. ago. <laughs> oh, really? Can you not hear us now? What's up? Can, can you not hear what us? What was the last match? No, I can hear you. I can hear you. Okay. What's the last match you remember doing? Uh, I think we're on Florida, Toronto. I believe. Okay, Florida, Toronto. We yeah. Just gonna have finished now. So you, you just you just go. Give us. Augers, all right. 
Florida wins 3-1. I don't trust Toronto as far as I can throw them. Um, that could change after the London game. We'll see. Okay, both uh, and I win Toronto just by the way. Anyway, continue. Sick. Awesome. Uh, I think Chalk <laughs> wipes up Boston. Uh, it's not close. I'm going to say 3-0. Uh, Paris, New York's a little bit messy, but I'm going to give this to Paris. Oh! <laughs> Whatever reason why. Uh, and then I'm going to go uh, Houston 3-0. That's Click that's save and run it there. That's how that's the work of a social overlord. You read your like dude, a book. How did I know, dude? How did I know? <laughs> so perfect. So fucking perfect. Joe loves Paris. He's loved Paris ever since season two. True. This is why it wouldn't be awkward if I walked up somewhere in a GameStop because I'm a social warlord. I know, I just know. I know yeah. people. I mean huge brain. Actual social. If world. I was that much of an empath, I would also fear no man. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! All right, so looks like we're done. It? Any any final comments? Um, What's that? All the games? For a little bit now. Uh, sure? huh? Yeah. What is? It? Sorry, what? Just yeah. Any any anything else? Anything we want? Final do? comment is I I don't know why people are meeting at GameStops. Is GameStop relevant? No, no not is really. GameStop relevant. Not personally, but somehow we keep bringing it up. So why 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 would people buy like game stocks? Stocks, stocks, by the way, is that, that's a good like question. A, I genuinely they, don't know. Are they a relevant company? I don't get because like because like boxed games should be I think, fucking dying. I think, it should be a dying. Yeah, the, the argument was <laughs> that there were like an unreasonable amount of shorts on that company when the uh, the physical copies uh, sale was still at 40% of all video games were sold physically, I think, at the time. And they, right. like, GameStop still had, like, a, a large amount of brick-and-mortar stores uh, tossed around the U.S. and really globally. Like, we, we have one or two here in the city as well. Mm. And they, like, there was this one dude on Reddit that just, like, went hard on it um, and made the prediction like that, that they just shorted the stock to, the, to a point where you could just... Um, okay. extract more value because it was probably underrated. And then it also one... by the boost of you know, like private investors coming together um, it therefore made for a good business. I have one more thing to say and that is that uh, this conversation has gotten too awkward for me. I finally have my subway in my hand and I'm no longer interested in this conversation. I just want to eat my subway alone now. It is crazy uh, that like it, <clears throat> it's getting chroma key filtered. Yeah, it's it amazing. It's an invisible Technology subway. Baby. What can I say? It's an invisible subway. All right, guys, that is Technical Crush 239. 240 will be coming also this week. Very special episode. We'll be talking about you know, watch two announcements when the actual live stream hits. Not our live stream, the Overwatch live stream in terms of their info. And we can talk about the info. So we're going to delay that episode and have a special recording for that one coming through this weekend. So stay tuned. Thanks for hanging out. We'll see you next time. Adios. At a GameStop. We'll see you at a GameStop next time.